had to go to Connecticut for a job interview one time when I was in college, and I, my roommate had a car, and I'm like, dude, can I borrow your car? I, I have to go do this job interview. And he was like, yeah, uh, you know how to drive a stick? And I'm like, yeah. Doesn't everybody? Totally did, did not. Did not know at all. I had a really good idea on how to drive a stick. I mean. So <laughs> I taught myself how to drive his stick like that was how i learned how to drive wow was a lot of herky jerky yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh it was not a fun ride <laughs> engine <all>. cuts off <laughs> like going through tolls and stuff just <laughs> how terrified I'll, I'll were you i'll get it figured <laughs> when you had to stop on a hill oh yeah that was well we should be okay <laughs> Peeling out on a hillside. And then when you do go, pop the clutch. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. It's three minutes after six at DVE. Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. Center 11. It's 62 degrees at DVE. I'm Val Porter. The National Security Advisor to President Trump says four nations are meddling in the 2018 U.S. midterm elections. John Bolton told ABC's This Week there is sufficient national security concern that not only Russia, but China, Iran, and North Korea are all trying to interfere with our elections. President Trump tweeted Saturday, fools that are so focused on looking only at Russia should start looking in in another direction, China. Uh, Bolton says the U.S. government is taking action, which includes defensive and offensive cyber operations to protect the integrity of the election process. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer is calling on the FDA to release its findings on the presence of a popular weed killer found in everyday foods. A report released last week found traces of the cancer-causing ingredient glyphosate in foods like breakfast cereals, granola bars, and oatmeal, among others. Schumer says the FDA has been conducting its own investigation into the chemical, which is an ingredient in Roundup, but has yet to release its findings. A 24-year-old man is dead after being stabbed early Sunday in the North Shore. Dulane Cameron was allegedly stabbed by 24-year-old Joden Rocco on North Shore Drive. Cameron died from his injuries. Rocco was picked up by police later. He's in the Allegheny County Jail. According to the Post-Gazette, these events happened in the area of Tequila Cowboy, burned by Rocky Patel and Stage A.E. According to a new study, men have better sex with women who are emotionally unstable. Wow, this is <laughs> breaking news. Boy, never, never occurred to me. Never thought about that. The study also found it doesn't matter how long the relationship has been going on. Guys who are with emotionally unstable women are able to perform better between the sheets, even over the long haul. It's the crazy hot chick. The crazy hot chick trope that we've all known about and Hollywood has perpetrated and perpetuated rather. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's real. Not a lot of science behind it. Makes perfect sense. Until now. Yeah. Well, this would be embarrassing in jail. A Florida man was jailed for fart spray. Willie Edwards was pulled over by Manatee County sheriffs who flagged him for driving an unregistered vehicle and then discovered, well, he didn't have a valid driver's license either. Edwards, who is a cross-dresser, agreed to a search. <laughs> Police found two cans of pepper spray and two counts of cans of fart scent in his purse. <laughs> Neither of which what? are legal to carry in public in Florida. 
Where do you get fart spray? Fart spray is illegal? Uh, to carry, yeah, in public. I, I, don't, I don't know if it could be used as a weapon. I mean, what if it's medicinal fart spray? <laughs> is this like Scotty the Skunk down there cross-dressing and just farting on people if he gets attacked? The 18-year-old is due back in court this Wednesday. A new rom-com, this week's top movie in the United States and Canada, Crazy Rich Asians, earned just over $25 million in its first week in North America's theaters, which is not a lot, but enough to get number one this week. Coming in second, last week's top film, The Meg, which took in just over $21 million. In third place is Mile 22, which I think that's Mark Wahlberg's new movie. And then rounding out the top five, Mission Impossible Fallout and Disney's Christopher Robin. Bob Seeger had a very cool experience last week when he took part in a video chat with astronaut Drew Fustel and the crew on the International Space Station. Drew I don't is know what from, you're talking about. Drew is from Michigan, and NASA asked Seeger to talk with him because he's very interested in astronomy and the space program. All too happy to participate, Drew introduced Bob to the other astronauts and cosmonauts and gave him a tour of the space station. Afterward, Bob said it was a thrill and thanked Drew and the crew for their service. Other <laughs> artists who have interacted with the crew of the space station over the years include Paul McCartney and U2. The memorial for the Queen of Soul continues to grow outside of Detroit's New Bethel Baptist Church where Aretha Franklin worshipped, inside the church where her father, Reverend C.L. Franklin, preached. A special dedication to the iconic singer was held during Sunday service with Reverend Jesse Jackson sharing memories of her final days. Many other stories were shared to Franklin, including recalling her connection to Martin Luther King Jr. and what she did for the church in the city of Detroit. Franklin died Thursday at the age of 76 after a battle with pancreatic cancer. And details on her funeral service have uh, been released. Her private funeral will be held August 31st at Greater Grace Temple in Detroit. She will be entombed at Woodlawn Cemetery in Detroit with other family members. Publicist says there will be a viewing August 28th and 29th at the Charles H. Wright Museum of African American History. Partly sunny, uh, still a slight chance of rain today. 80 for the high, it's 63 at DVE. Billy Gardell is going to be live in studio with us from nine to or seven to nine this morning on the DVE Morning Show, and we're excited about having our friend Billy back in town, even for just a couple of hours. Right, and also we'll talk with uh, Matt Williamson. Later on this morning, and uh, Matt, of course, Steelers Nation Radio and SNR guy, will be talking about, uh, well, Danny McCullough's been lighting it up at camp, Uh, and uh, we'll go around the league a little bit with Matt later on this morning. Mm -hmm. Mike, with a full sports update for you, but we'll get started. Since you brought up Bob Seger, you just (laughs) gave me an excuse to play one of of my favorites. Well, my friend uh, Charlie worked at a resort in Michigan, on on Lake Michigan. It was like an upscale place. And uh, he worked in kind of a banquet uh, uh, setting kind of restaurant. And um, uh, Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band had uh, finished a, a nationwide tour, and they were, they were taking a weekend for them and their families just to hang out there at the resort. And so my friend Charlie's like setting up tables, and it's like, late afternoon and Bob Seeger comes in and sits down at the bar there and, and no one's in there and he's, he's in there and, and, he, and he orders like a double uh, Captain and Coke and drinks and he's and Charlie's you know uh, setting things up and, and uh, uh, Bob Seeger's just slamming down drinks and so uh, people start milling in and they start setting up tables and uh, uh, basically 
Uh, Charlie forgot about seeing uh, Mr. Seeger, but then uh, goes back over to uh, this table, which is Bob and his, his family and then like all his bandmates and their families. And it's a big round table and everyone's talking and drinking and hanging out. And Bob Seeger is asleep on his plate, <laughs> uh, face down. Um, and everyone around him is acting as if, well, hey, that's Bob. <laughs> like, what are you, you going to do? You know what I mean? He's our meal ticket. What, are you going to wake him up? You're going to wake him up and get fired? I'm not. I'm gonna, my kid's next to me. I'm going to tell him Uncle Bobby's doing a funny joke right now. Uh, it's called swimming in his spaghetti. It's something he does every time. It's delightful. Um, so the manager, after a while, grabs my friend Charlie and is just like, hey, Charlie, like, can you uh, get you know uh, one of these uh, one other waiter and, and and just get Mr. Seeger up to his room? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah. So they get him up and they they take him to the elevator and you know he's kind of it's basically like weekends weekend at Burns, right? And they're taking him down the hall. And when they get to his they get to his room, uh, Bob basically wakes up like ah, what? And he's and he's like, what do you get off me? I'm fine. We're like, okay. They're like, okay, okay. Yeah, that weird sort yeah. of uh, semi-conscious drunk yeah. state. Yeah. And, and add the weight of the celebrity of yes. Bob Seger oh. to that. That's yeah. an uncomfortable Just spot to be in. Indignant. Right. Yeah. So you're out of there. How, right? how dare you lift me? <laughs> I float. I float on rock. And so they, they they left him in his room and they go downstairs. About a half hour past, the manager goes over to Charlie. He's like, hey, uh, you got to go help Mr. Seeger. He's like, I did. He's in his room. Like, no, he's not. They go upstairs. Oh, asleep in the hallway. <laughs> Didn't make it into his room. So they go and they open the door and they get him and they put him on the bed. And there's crushed beer cans everywhere. And there's a ashtray full of smokes. And there's that... There's that wooden that wooden uh, 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 weed pipe. That one, oh, you yeah. had, that one you had in college before you discovered how to get nice out. ones. Yeah, yeah that yeah, nasty, so gross wood one. The, the thing with screens that was next set to on it. fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If the faucet lost if its screen. If you didn't have a screen, the whole bowl would just go right in your throat. Uh, so, <laughs> so, yeah, this is a bad idea. Yeah. So... Uh, they and they they shut the door and then so the next day, uh, those Bob Seger Silver Bullet Band and, and and family and everything, yeah they've got a they've got a yacht they're all gonna go out on the on the uh, or a big boat they're all gonna take out onto the on the Lake Michigan, and uh, Charlie's making sure everyone gets on the boat okay and uh, Bob Seger passes him sunglasses on of course, and uh, Charlie can't resist and he's like uh, so Mr Seger uh, pretty wild night last night huh. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he's like, uh, me and uh, Mike, my coworker, we had to carry up to his, your room last night. And Bob Seger goes, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we closed that bar down, hit about three or four more. <laughs> no, no, you did not. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Which is like, what is his truth? Yeah. Like, what does he believe? And I was extrapolating that in my mind. I was like, what What does he think he's gotten done when he's been hammered? And what has he gotten right, done? Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. On the one hand, it could be like, 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 like yeah. Bob, you fell down a flight of stairs and you uh, you took out a couple people coming up. Uh, they're, they're unconscious. Um, you know, they, they're, they're going to sue you. I don't know what you're talking about. I taught a kid how to speak Chinese. No, you, no, you didn't, Bob. You don't know how to speak Chinese. What are you talking about? But on the other hand, it could be like, Bob, great job, great job last night. You like, like, what do you, what do you mean? I ate a sandwich, went to sleep. No, you didn't. You wrote and recorded "Stranger in Town." 
an amazing classic album. Night Moves. It's a great song. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what that is. I, I did no such thing. I don't know. Who's this? Who's this album? That's you. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. It's on the shelves, Mom. You forced us to rush it into production. What is it about the song Against the Wind? It's just so perfect. Yeah, it's it's just like... Oh. Imagining that Seeger has no recollection of it <laughs> yeah, just adds to the effect. Yeah, Matt Bronger uh, with the Drunk Bob Seeger story. And Matt, who is tr- really one of my favorite comics, and you can see his stuff. Uh, I believe he has one Netflix special. It's like a half-hour special. And then um, I could be wrong about that, though, but he, you can see. I think see, you are. Uh, he has a, a didn't he do Comedy Central? He did. He, you know what he did because he had a Comedy Central TV show ready to launch, and at the last second, it didn't end up going. But Matt, yeah. Matt is one of the funniest guys. He just oh, makes me hilarious. Like, it's a rolling laugh with him. It never <laughs> stops. Uh, so I would encourage you to go seek out his comedy because he's so funny. He Sh- hasn't been back. We were fighter. just talking about mm-hmm. him off the air a couple of weeks ago. Five he years. hasn't been here. Since the 2013 yeah. Comedy Fest. Yeah. with That was the one Amy Schumer headlined. With It was Amy Schumer, Eliza Schlesinger, Chris Porter, and Matt Bronger along with Bill Crawford on stage that night. That was pretty incredible. And that was one of the most drunkest <laughs> I had, at the groups. end of the night, you had already tapped out, and I had Eliza, Amy... No, I had Eliza, Chris Porter, and Bronger at the Eaton Park on Banksville Road at like 4.30. I I uh, disagree with your assessment. I did not tap out. I opted out. Well, yeah. Because none of them could talk. No, they couldn't talk. Especially Bronger. Bronger. He was only grunting at that point. <laughs> and, and I was like, I can't go on any further. I mean, they all basically wanted to eat and go back to the hotel, grab their bags, and get to the airport. And they were just pulling all-nighters, and they were smashed. But it was such a fun time. It was so fun. Oh, God. Where, that... What was that bar? Was that Wing Hearts? Where were we afterwards? Uh, because I... we, we started at, like, I want to say Elixir. They were at Elixir. I put them upstairs at Elixir. I contacted the manager, and I was like, I got Amy Schumer here, and she wants to dance. And he's like, I'll, I'll rope her off. And that was when they had those <laughs> she beds. She wants to dance. Uh, well, she wanted to go to a bar that had like a club, like you know what I mean. <laughs> she wants to dance. She wants to dance. I don't know what you're talking about. <sighs> I've never danced in my life. So they were up there for a while, but I don't know. I don't think it was Winghearts. It might have been. I, I really think it was. No, we were at Winghearts with Brian Callum. Yeah, but not with those guys. I don't think so. No, no, nope, I don't think so. Uh, it matters not. It, 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 Finn McCool's. <laughs> <laughs> is that still there? I don't know. Go uh, check out Matt Bronger's comedy if you get a chance to, because that's not Matt's story. It's his friends, and I think he really got bummed out that that became like a big hit here because it's not his story. It's a retelling of a story, but yeah, he's but it's so... the way he's telling it. Exactly. Yes. I Delivery. totally agree, 100%. Unless his friend is a comedian and also doing that story, it's a great story. Totally agree. Um, coming up, Mike Pursuta. Sports report for you here. Uh, the Buccos hold the Cubbies to four runs over the weekend. 
and get a walk-off from Frazier in the 11th yesterday. So he'll have the full report on that and a Steelers update for you next. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Mike. Sports this hour brought to you by Xfinity from Comcast. The Steelers held their Family Fest Heinz Field practice last night. We'll get to that in a minute, but we got to start with the Pirates this morning who outlasted the Cubs 2-1 to in 11 innings yesterday, and uh, that completed a fascinating weekend of baseball at PNC Park. It started Thursday night, four games with the Cubs. Pirates won two and lost two. They gave up four runs in the series. In total. Cubs got one solo home run in each game. Won the first two, one to nothing, lost Saturday night three to one, and then yesterday two to one in 11 innings. Uh, I don't know where the Pirates are going to take this this season, but uh, don't look now. They're putting a team together again. Their pitching staff is really starting to show some signs of Mm -hmm. uh, being one that you can build a contending team around. And it's young, and it's signed for next year in most cases. Mm -hmm. Jamison Tyone goes six innings yesterday and allows just uh, Kyle Schwarber's second-inning solo home run. Uh, He was followed uh, by shutout relief from uh, Edgar Santana, Keone Kella, Felipe Vasquez, and... Richard Rodriguez, who went the last two innings to uh, pick up the win. Adam Frazier, uh, a solo home run in the bottom of the 11th to walk the Pirates off and at least achieve the series split. We should set a number that if they get to it... It's already like, been done, actually. Well, not that. Our own over-under. <laughs> like yeah, eight, they do that before the season starts. Make it like 83 Something like that. I like, think a winning season would be a significant step. They get a winning season, yeah. and uh, we should be broadcasting from training camp next year, from spring training. I see where you're going with that. Play the rest of the season like it matters. Mm-hmm. Play with some urgency. Show, uh, us, show, with, show us the future. Watch some scoreboards and uh, see how far you can move up, how close you can come. Yeah. And really, uh, the, the division just still doesn't look good. Nine games out uh, chasing the Cubs. You might recall a couple weeks ago, they were seven back, and they still had ten head-to-heads left with the Cubs, and six of those were at home. Now they're further back. They have four left with the Cubs, and all four of them are at Wrigley. So right. they, they didn't maximize the home head-to-heads to stay in the division race, but they're still only five and a half out in the wild-card spot. Just got I mean, out. That could, uh, you know, that could flip around in a week. So and can... the, and with their starting pitching that they're getting, it it is plausible that they could put another run together. Uh, it wouldn't take smoking. September baseball sometimes is the best baseball, you know, for for teams like this. So if if all of a sudden there is a carrot that's dangled for them at the end of the month, Mike, who knows what might happen? The bats got to get hot again. Yeah, and that's you know Chicago pitches pretty well too. They had to deal with John Lester again, and he has for the most part dominated the Pirates this year. And the Cubs are they have a good staff as well. But that's what it looks like. What you saw these last four games when two really good teams play. And it's later in a season, and there's something at stake. They should be lower scoring games. It should be harder to runs are harder to come by, and the little plays matter. And uh, both teams had chances to win that thing yesterday uh, before Frazier finally won it. But uh, that was uh, that was a fun series. How the uh, crowds do at the ballpark? Twenty four uh, last night, uh, twenty four and change. Uh, I think it was close to a sellout Saturday because it was fireworks night. So that's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, you know a lot of Cubs fans again too. Uh, of course, downtown was packed with Cubs fans, and when we were on the South Side on Saturday for the South Side Summer Open, 
Uh, and uh, thanks to everybody who took part in that. There were Cubs fans all over the place. I saw a bunch walking into the White Eagle, and I was going to tell them, like, good pick, guys. Good pick. Go get some rocket fuel and try to make the first pitch. Should tell some them. guy walks up with a pirate jersey, locks the door. Yeah. Now you can't leave. Yeah. <laughs> Atlanta's in town for the first of three tonight. Kevin Gosman for the Braves, uh, 7-9, 4.22. He's uh, fresh to Atlanta from Baltimore. And uh, Chris Archer for the Pirates, 4-5, 4.49. Uh, Major League Baseball, the uh, MLB Players Association, and Little League International also announced jointly yesterday that the Pirates and Cubs will play uh, the third annual Little League Classic at Bowman Field in Williamsport next season. That's good. The Pirates and Cubs can uh, show all the uh, Little Leaguers how you do beanballs and takeout slides. and uh, <laughs> Joe Madden can teach everybody how to be an insufferable a-hole. And, uh, it's important to learn. These are... These are skills to build on. Kids Valuable lessons. Yeah. Here's how you throw at a guy. Not at his head, but you know, hit him in the in the ass, and then it's okay. And then if they don't hit your guy, you laugh at him. And, and you bet the cleanup hitter first and the pitcher eighth because you're so smart. You're, you know more than anybody yeah. in the room or on the planet, for that matter, and you walk around and act like that. <laughs> Boy, does he irritate me. Oh, I can't stand him. He is insufferable. Totally agree. Such an a-hole. <laughs> Why don't you just cut that out, uh, Joe, and I'll just hit the button and play that every time that we're talking about anybody from the Cubs. <laughs> Such an a-hole. <laughs> Insufferable. Steelers were at Heinz Field last night for Family Fest. Uh, they estimated the crowd at nearly 20,000. Uh, Mike Tomlin happy that his team had a chance to practice in Allegheny County and present that to the general public, but he was also happy that uh, his guys who hadn't been to Heinz Field previously now have. Man, really awesome to get uh, in our venue and, and do some routine things, but also prepare ourselves for Saturday night. A lot of new Steelers here going through the process of finding parking and making sure the families are taken care of and uh, which hallway to walk down and so forth. Now when they can come in here on Saturday, uh, they can focus solely on the opportunity and their performance. Finding parking. <laughs> Where's the players' lot? Right there. It makes it. It made it sound like they were looking at you know for. Yeah. A, Damn, this some lot out in Gen too. Pop, yeah. right? What if we go to the casino? <laughs> <laughs> then we take one of those bicycle things. Uh, no Antonio Brown in eleven on eleven work yesterday, and uh, significant development to James Washington, fresh from that. Led him up performance in Green Bay against the Packers. Got uh, a lot of opportunity when number seven was also on the field. That is the most I've worked with him since I've been on this team. But uh, you know, we just got to just got to keep working. You've heard Mike Tomlin uh, that kid. talk this preseason about uh, guys performing in groups, and you know, if you have a good preseason game in the fourth quarter against groups that are well down on the depth chart, maybe that moves you up. Then you you kind of try to keep moving up. Uh, Washington uh, working in three wide receiver sets with Juju Smith-Schuster and uh, Justin Hunter with regularity. Um, He did have uh, at least one really visible screw-up. They were doing a red zone drill, and uh, Roethlisberger threw him a pass, and a couple seconds after the ball sailed past Washington's head and went out of the back of the end zone, Washington turned around and looked for it. 
wasn't ready for the ball in the end zone. That's big with Ben. Always be looking for the ball. He called that a rookie move, Washington. He, he knew he messed it up. But that's he's got to learn these things, and they're starting to expose him more now. Uh, there was a one-on-one drill, and they were working on fades to the corner, and Joe Hayden just ate Washington alive one time, just locked on him on the press and wouldn't let him off the line of scrimmage. So, um, he'll he'll get some opportunity, I'm sensing, to uh, continue doing what he's been doing against better people. So there's that. You're off for him going forward. There you are. There you go. All right. Yeah, it's just, you know, they've said all along they want him to work his way through it. They don't want to hand him anything. They don't want to anoint him. But um, that was fun to see him out there with the big boys yesterday. And, you know, I presume, he's all grown up and he's all grown up. Presumably he found a place to park and, you know, was able to walk down the right <laughs> hallway. Hey, that can be daunting. For the rest of us. The, the underbelly of the stadium can be a little confusing. Mm-hmm. The parking thing, I mean, if you can't find the player's lot, then you're probably not NFL material. No, you shouldn't be on the team. Did you think that the Steelers were at all considering uh, George Iloka or um, what's his name that went uh, from the Redskins? Um, Scan- uh, oh, oh, Skandrick. Skandrick, yeah. Oh, the old Dallas. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I didn't uh, speak to anybody about that yesterday. Uh, they have been loading up on safeties of late. You might have you might have noticed. Yeah. So I don't know if Iloka. At least I don't have to worry about Iloka taking out AB, taking out Antonio Brown's head. Unless anymore. he goes to the Browns. Oh well, yeah, there's could go there. Why do you think they released him? Iloka. Yeah. Um, I'm going to guess he probably has Stunk. lost a step. Yeah. yeah. I only had one pick last year. Been doing it a long time, and you know, once you slow down. As you saw it's with, a big drop As you off. saw with Mike Mitchell. You can't – if you're a safety and you can't run to prevent what you're supposed to prevent, it kind of defeats the purpose. Right. Yeah, that's kind of the whole gig. Not that safe. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Gardell will be joining us. I'll miss us. Uh, the twice annual uh, live in La Vita Loca references when the Steelers play the Bengals. <laughs> you'll, you'll probably – Probably nobody else will, but no. I will. Uh, I'm sure you'll come up with some something else to substitute. Val has news, top of the hour. What are you going to be talking about, Valerie? Well, if you're rich and you buy status symbol type of things, people don't like you. We'll talk about it coming up. Queen, the DV Morning Show, anxiously awaiting the new Freddie Mercury biopic. Which yeah, me too. I, I thought was pronounced biopic for a while, but... It's not? No, I guess it's biopic. At any rate, R- Rami Malek, is that how you say his name, Val? The guy from uh, iRobot, iRobot, playing Freddie Mercury, and the previews are creepy. It's actually pronounced Ryomi. Oh, okay. Yeah. But the previews have been pretty cool, so I'm looking forward to that one. I think it'll be great. Hey, thanks to everybody that showed up on the South Side Saturday for the South Side Summer Open. Yeah, thank you. Great Was this day. our 11th? 12th. Jeez. 12th. <laughs> 12th annual. 12th annual South Side Summer Open. Sold out. Was it 260-some people? On the south side? Oh, more way than more that. than that. Than yeah, there was like 168 couples or something. Oh. Or f- no, I think for- it was 120-some foursomes. Yeah. 125 foursomes? Guys, yeah. we're not great at math. <laughs> so that's 600 <laughs> we people. We know nothing. Walking around. 500 people walking around. 
That sounds right. That's six fifty in the morning. That's Math a right lot there. of people. Benefited class, community living, and support. Is it services or systems? Mm-hmm. Services. All right. Uh, down there on the south side. Uh, thanks so much to everybody and all the volunteers, especially that were there to ensure that all eighteen holes of miniature golf that were set up in eighteen different bars were tended to, and we uh, we outlasted the rain. No rain. It was awesome. I love those volunteers too. We walked into Mario's and some chick is like, "Hey, hein, hein!" She's chasing us down, eating a piece of pizza. Let me get you signed in. She's she's pointing at you with the pizza. Can, she was like, "Hey, you. give me one second. I'm not here. I'm not golfing. I'm just here to to take in the festivities." We had a great are. time. Oh, it was awesome, and it uh, raised a lot of money. For a great cause. So thanks to everybody who did it. And also the uh, move from June to August for that seemed to be a popular one. Yeah. I like it. A lot it. of people saying that they were happy about it. Well, Gives you hope at the end of the summer. I like the the one woman we were talking to who's like, yeah, in June it's all graduation parties mm-hmm. and weddings. I was like, that's right. Very busy. You're right. So it ended up being a little bit better situation for us this past Saturday. So thanks again to everybody and all the DVE staff who also helped to make that happen. Uh, Billy Gardell was in town to do a corporate gig last night, so uh, we talked him into staying overnight and hanging out and coming in and doing the show with us. So he'll be in in about 20 minutes or so. Val has a news update for you when we return. We'll talk about the best, uh, the most livable cities in the world and uh, those big shot things that people buy when they get rich really turns people off. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it coming up. All right. Plus, we're going to talk Steelers with Mike Pursuta. Also, Buccos, who have a pretty big weekend on the mound. Uh, they split with the Cubs, but uh, may portend good things for the Buccos going for All right, anyways, Mike, what's, go- <laughs> what's going on out Can there? Can I just say what you tweeted? Sure, go ahead. The know. LA uh, PD is investigating a video of a man spanking a hippo at the Los Angeles Zoo. And Randy tweeted and said, Glenn <laughs> Bell is at it again. <laughs> <laughs> and I just the visual of it. There's a picture of the guy spanking the hippo. He's not feeding the geese. No, he's not feeding the geese. He's spanking the hippo. <laughs> you know why that's disgusting? There's so many. Yeah. <laughs> because you Pick imagine one. somebody feeding the geese. Right. Yeah. <laughs> on a nice little bench There's on a old, pond. Yeah. Some old guy. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> I know. It's how you feed them. I know. Yeah. But the image that, is like, oh. Take the hand motion and then I know subtract the geese. I what it is. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Ah, uh, yes. The old <laughs> hippo spanker of Los Angeles. <laughs> Billy Garnell's going to join us here momentarily. He's in town to do a corporate gig, so he stayed over. And nice. He's going to pay us a visit. Good We're, to see Billy. Oh, no doubt Always about it. Always good to see Billy. And uh, also a little bit later on this morning, we'll have Matt Williamson on from SNR. That's Steelers Nation Radio, but don't call it that. It's SNR. (laughs) And uh, that's on after SNL, of course. And Matt, hilarious, has all kinds of characters. (laughs) No, he'll be talking Steelers, of course. Hey, guys. guys. He's doing the whole thing as Steely, which I thought was interesting. Wouldn't it be great if we had, like, Steely do an actual punditry? (laughs) Well, I think the defense needs to improve this year. (laughs) 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 Val's got your news right now Hey, once again, thanks to everyone That showed up uh, for the Southside Summer Open this past weekend 600 people (laughs) We're we're rolling all over the Southside 3,000 people That's right, 3,600 
We're down there. We had a blast. And thanks to all the bar owners and volunteers oh, yeah. from class that made it happen. Always a good time. Oh, it's man. Such, yeah, and it's I, a really fun day. And the rain held off. And I think there might have might only be one time we got rained on. Am I right? When we were walking and down was, Carson that one time, it sprinkled a little bit. No, that no, no I mean been, one That could have been coming from a roof, and I didn't look up, and I just want to believe it's rain. Somebody was emptying their pot. Yes. Or whatever. Or their bladder. <laughs> what do you got? Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. Center 11. It's 63 degrees at DVE. I'm Val Porter. First Lady Melania Trump is expected to speak today at an anti-cyberbullying summit in suburban Washington. First Lady is expected to present brief remarks on the positive and negative effects social media can have on kids. Uh, that is one of the key elements of her Be Best campaign to improve children's well-being. The annual Federal Partners in Bullying Prevention Summit on Cyberbullying is taking place in Rockville, Maryland. It is horrible to think a medical issue could cause you to go bankrupt, but it happens all the time, and more and more people are turning to crowdfunding as a way to pay medical bills. GoFundMe CEO Rob Solomon says one in three GoFundMe campaigns is to help cover the cost of treatments. The U.S. is the only Western nation without some form of universal health care and spends more than any other nation on health care costs. Even after the passage of the Affordable Care Act, there still are an estimated 28 million Americans who do not have health care insurance. Well, that's the conversation we got to have. Like, like if we want to be the best at everything and we're looking around, we're spending more than anybody, we're sicker than anybody. What Like, this is not working. Something, well, like, what is it? Great question, Bill. Leave leave it, Bill. All these middlemen. All these people charging us all the money for not giving us health care. Hey, if you don't like it, leave. (laughs) I am. I'm going to leave this studio (laughs) first. I'm out of here, guys. I'm going to the studio next door. It isn't as cold. They have much better health care. <laughs> According to a new study, drinking vodka Red Bulls might increase the odds you'll get into a fight. Scientists, scientists had some fish swim around in water splashed with booze and taurine, which is the ingredient that gives Red uh-huh. Bull the boost. And they all joined MS-13? Uh, well... <laughs> They did show aggression. The Mm. vodka Red Bull fish more likely to face off against predator fish and less willing or able to even communicate with other fish. You know, maybe all of a sudden they get a little boozy. They get claustrophobic. They're like, you know what? I've been in this tank with you (laughs) for long enough. You know, I've been meaning to swim over and tell you something for a long time. (laughs) You're always hogging the pirate ship. I want to hang in the pirate ship. You're always in there. And you poop everywhere. (laughs) We all poop in the corner. You don't care. Long strings flying around in here. We had enough of you. Enough. If you're ready for a move to uh, maybe a better place, Vienna, Austria, just ranked the most livable city in the world. How's their health care? More than 140 cities were ranked based on a number. They, uh, health care. Legendary. One of the factors. Of course. Cost of living, crime rates, public transportation, academic excellence, and overall quality of life also included uh, the top 10 uh, after Vienna, Austria, Melbourne, Australia, Osaka, Calgary, Canada, Sydney, Vancouver, Toronto, Tokyo, Copenhagen, and Adelaide, Australia, number 10. 
Vancouver, so, Vancouver's pretty cool. Quite a few Toronto's Canadian cities really in there. really fun. Toronto's great, yeah. Not too far from L- home. A lot of Canadian, yeah, representation. Yeah. Vienna, though, I mean, they've come a long way. It's always been sort of, well, Hitler, like, was born there. No. I thought that's just where he went and developed his hatred of Jews. I thought he was born in Vienna and, was he? and emigrated to Germany. I thought he was, I don't know. No, maybe you're right. Maybe you only went to art school there and developed his hatred. I like how you said that. Like, that was an attribute of the city at the time. Yeah. Come for the symphony. <laughs> Stay for the anti-Semitism. Well, I mean, I think we can all agree that we got to blame the art school for <laughs> for not giving him more yeah. encouragement. Yes. Why not admit him? I know. What's the worst that can happen? We like your stuff. We like the cut of your jib, Adolf. Tell you what, why don't you shave and come back tomorrow? I'll, you know what? Uh, he might not have had that mustache then. That might have been an after lo- uh, art school thing. There's yeah. a there's a movie about his art school days. A movie or documentary? Oh, it's a movie. It's called oh, Max. Yes. And is it um, who's in it? Isn't John it? Cusack and the guy who plays uh, the the pianist in the movie Shine as a kid, who then goes on to play the manager and almost famous. I dived a little deep into the IMDb <laughs> on that one. Sorry. I think you really did. <laughs> According to a new study, owning status symbols like big, giant, expensive watches and cars and fancy clothing actually decreases your chances of forming new friendships. <laughs> Even though the rich and famous love those status symbols in the real world, flashy items and designer brands discourage people you've just met. Uh, makes them kind of not want to be friends with you. I got a yacht. Yeah, that makes sense. But nobody wants to come on it with me. <laughs> but see, I feel like, is that a thing? Because I, I feel like if you buy a yacht, people want to hang out with you. Rappers, yeah. If you are okay with inviting rappers on to film m- music videos, you're in good shape. As long as you don't say it that way. Like, I'm looking to hang out with some rappers. Rappers. <laughs> hey, guys, big gulps, huh? Well, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> just throw you off the boat immediately. <laughs> Whoa. Didn't one, see that coming. Uh, one of the first women to accuse Harvey Weinstein of sexual assault is facing her own sexual assault accuser. The New York Times says Italian actress and director Asia Argento agreed in October to pay $380,000 to actor Jimmy Bennett. Bennett claimed Argento assaulted him in a hotel room in California in 2013 when he was 17 and she was 37. He sent a notice of intent to sue her for over $3 million in November, claiming the alleged assault interfered with his ability to work and affected his mental health. Bennett played Argento's son in 2004 in a film called The Heart is Deceitful Above All Things. That is, well, an ironic title and also very perplexing. Mm -hmm. I I don't even know what to make of that. Mm -hmm. Very, very bizarre. Aretha Franklin's By the way, Hitler was born in Braunau am Inn, Austria. Austria. But it was three hours away from Vienna, so it wasn't like close. I'm surprised you can go anywhere in Austria three hours. Yeah. I thought it was smaller than that. Maybe it's walking distance. You thought it was like the size of Rhode Island? Yeah. Well, it might be tip to tip. Who knows? <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Maybe, maybe that's why Hitler didn't like art school. <laughs> A lot of tip to tip. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aretha Franklin's 1985 album, 30 Greatest Hits, is back in the top 10 of the national album sales chart. 
The collection is currently at number seven, which makes it the Queen of Soul's highest charting album since 1972. The record sold about 35,000 units in the week ending August 16th. Her highest charting record since her gospel album, Amazing Grace. Aretha died last week following a battle with pancreatic cancer. And finally, Dennis Rodman says Chicago people were the only ones who ever gave him support. The former Chicago Bull took to the stage Saturday during a Pearl Jam show at Wrigley Field to talk (laughs) about North Korea. Uh, Rodman has a friendly relationship with Kim Jong-un and has made several trips to the nation. He also said that when he dies, he wants to be buried in Chicago. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, the worm. (laughs) You know that thing where Pearl Jam brings Rodman on stage at a concert (laughs) to talk about North Korea? When when they brought Jason Grilly on stage here, he didn't talk nearly enough about North Korea. I was really disappointed. I mean, he came on and he, he danced. Perfect opportunity to talk about North Korea, and he didn't say anything. Mm. He did dance. He did a little Grilly dance, and uh, he what did he sing? God, he was on there to sing something. What is it, Joe? Whipping. Ha! There you go. Nice story on Jason Grilly, by the way, uh, in the Post Gazette the other day which talked about how he stayed here in Pittsburgh. It's pretty cool that he made Pittsburgh his home. Mm-hmm. Of all of the places that he played, this is the place that spoke to him. And uh, he is now uh, in the North Hills, like, uh, doing Field of Dreams type stuff. It happens oh, with a lot really of cool. making ball, ball, Athletes. ball yards and whatnot. Oh, yeah, we get our hooks into you. You ain't going anywhere. That is so funny, isn't it? The amount of penguins that live here. Like oh, they, former all, penguins. they all live here. Guys that, like, were here for two years. My brother-in-law said he was driving up the street the other day in this hill, and this guy's just working this bike, like, you know, handlebar to handlebar, just touching the ground on each side. Trying to get up the hill? Yeah. He gets up past him. He's like, oh, that's Chris Kunitz. What are you doing here? He's like, "Uh, he's like, uh, just, you know, taking a little bike ride. I still live here in the off-season. It's because it's the greatest place on earth, Val. Yeah. Except for all Screw the floods. Screw Austria. If we, yeah, that's right. Take what that, they got? How many floods do they get? Yeah, outside of their sausages, what do they know and for? And strudels. Strudels are good, though. They have strudels there. The strudels yeah. are pretty okay. delicious. <laughs> sort of to make sure. Yeah. I used to eat cans of Vienna sausage when I was a kid. You ate cans of sausage? Yeah. Without opening them, which is <laughs> aggressive. I don't know why. My grandma always had them at her I mean, house. They're, they're, the That's, joke is the, just sitting there, yeah, and we're no, all avoiding. We no, we can't. But what did your uh, neighbors call you, or was it your... Oh, that was my grandpa. That was the same grandparents, the little meat eater. <laughs> you can't be ignorant about it. Don't leave any scraps it. out on the table. Did you, were you guys a spam family? It's a family? very wholesome thing. Were yes. you a spam family? Um, a spamily, as I like to say? No, but I remember my brother used to eat a lot of Braunschweiger. Who was that? Nelson. Oh. And deviled ham. Braunschweiger was like, you had to get it. But you in the guys tube. were a Christian a family. Tube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was in like the plastic tube. Uh-huh. And then deviled ham was the little can. It had white paper. Yeah, that one I remember. That that, that was, ham is the work of the devil. The, yeah, it was. It was pretty nasty. The devil ham stuff was gross. Spam. As soon as you fried it, wasn't that bad. It, it yeah, had a scrapple. You have to fry it. It had a scrapple-y to. quality to it. That spam, whatever that juice is, in <laughs> that, that jelly. <laughs> it's fat. Ugh. Hey, did you ever it's like gross? Yeah, but there's. Yeah, that's what happens when you cook with fatty stuff. 
It's in Hawaii. They treat it oh. as like a delicacy. Spam. Yeah, they have big festivals. And if I flew all the way to Hawaii, spam and festival. Some big Hawaiian gave me a thing of spam. I'd be like, dude, come on, bring the poi. Like no one. They're so. I big. get it. It's the joke you play on tourists. All, all they're eating is spam. <laughs> It is funny, like there's so like the like trope of the big like huge Hawaiian guy. Oh yeah, the Polynesian. Yeah, Braunschweiger just looks like like bologna in a different size. What happened to bologna? Do people see bologna? Oh yeah, I mean I he was so. in my fridge. Bologna's still out non-stop there, nonstop as a don't, kid, and I haven't seen it bologna. in a long time. My don't sleep on bologna. Used to eat Dutch loaf. <laughs> oh, 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 Why is that funny? Oh, <laughs> it just my dad used to pinch Dutch loaves, <laughs> which is crazy. What a coincidence! Pickle and pimento loaf. Oh, dude, loaf is just a bad word. <laughs> I think that's what it is. loaf well, is the moist loaf. of food. Meatloaf loaf. is a wonderful. Delicious thing. I know. Meatloaf and then anything outside of meatloaf. There is no loaf except meatloaf that is not like immediately, you know. When my niece had her baby, I went and stayed with them for a week and made a meatloaf. Uh Her husband's like, I'm not eating that. I'm not eating anything with the word loaf in it. Yeah. Yeah, outside of meatloaf. Billy just walked in. Billy, you're in no man's land. Hold on, so we gotta get your mic on. Right. Flying across yeah. the table. <laughs> well, she just said Morning. that there's no good loaf morning. that's good except no. meatloaf. No, I said that. You said that. Yeah, ham loaf. Pittsburgh thing. Ham loaf. Yes. Right. Yep. Ham loaf is big. Hi, Billy. Wait, is that good? Kaz. Kaz. Kaz Alter. Kaz Alter. Kaz Zeller. Kaz Lightyear. What? Wait, the ham loaf never had. You never had ham loaf? I will make you some ham loaf. Ham loaf, a lot of cloves. Right. You put like a mustard and brown sugar sauce on it. Yep. Uh, uh, is a loaf just like the shape of it? Yeah, what? like That's a all. loaf like of loaf. bread. Okay. Yeah. What is that? There's the lunch meat that has the olives. Oh, is it olive loaf? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Olive loaf. Yeah, but what the hell uh. is in it? I don't know, though, but that's not mean? in loaf form. I don't know if we can put that in the loaf family. What about the onion loafs that they used to what? sell at Damon's? Onion no, loaf. That's bread. Can, I, just... can we get the onion loaf? <laughs> Look at this picture of all of them. I'll have some of that. Nasty. And yeah, the poppers. Looks all, like bad skin. Olive loaf looks like... Olive loaf. Uh, oh, that just looks you like gotta something. you got to go to the dermatologist. Yeah, that looks like something. They go, well, we took it off, but you're going to have to come back in five weeks. And use this cream. Until we see you again. It looks like the sidewalk on Carson Street after a Saturday night. <laughs> just looks like just, a big pile of puke. Just bus stop gum yeah. slab yeah. right before you get on the bus. Yeah. It's been cooked in over the summer. I don't know what is in Dutch loaf. I never heard of Dutch loaf. Like that, that sounded right? funny to me. I don't even think I no, want to get is. involved with Dutch loaf. Let me see. That's Dutch the, loaf. What's Dutch loaf? Let me look. It's just it's like it's like bologna with extra yeah. fat in it. That's, someone shoves bologna in your mouth right? under the covers. More, more yeah, I thought that was going to oh, say. That was like tadella. somebody just uh, crapped themselves in the bed. That's a Mortadella loaf. is... Dutch loaf? More, well, mortadella is bologna with a little extra fat. But they this? Just, it yeah. sounds nicer. This It doesn't uh, sound like it'll kill you. Bologna yeah. sounds like it'll kill you. Mortadella sounds kind of plain. Yeah, it sounds fancy. Yeah. Would the, you like some mortadella? It's a delicacy. Oh, uh, Wikipedia description of Dutch loaf is... <laughs> 
A luncheon meat made from coarse ground lean pork and beef mixed or coated with spices formed into a loaf shape and smoked over a hardwood fire. See, that sounds good. And really what, what that is is all the stuff that's left on the table after we take it for the good stuff, we cram into a machine that then processes it all into a big blob. We're and then bringing we s- out the meat rag and yeah. throwing it in a loaf just for you. <laughs> They use that thing at the restaurant. They get the crumbs off the table with. They're just a big one. They use that on the bottom the of the meat floor. Yeah, the crummer. How do you know the name of that? Because it's a, the it's the best name. It, it's the thing that takes care of the Why crumbs. Why couldn't I thought of that? that it's, of it's all the inventions, that's the one I would the like to have. The crummer. How about when somebody does that restaurant. at the table and you're like, dude, thank you. You understand me. You when they yeah, like, you know, oh, oh, oh. As a fat guy, are you kidding me? That's like having a Zamboni come out and straighten the table. <laughs> Hey, all right. Thanks for getting that ice right for me again. <laughs> he cleans it for the next for the next course. Yeah, That's the yeah. best thing. I, so. I cheer them on when they come out. <laughs> it's like, we know it's going to rain, but we're going to wash your car real quick. Thanks a lot for fixing that ice for me. I'm getting ready for the entree. What else oh, you got? Braunschweiger is you know, nasty, Val. You Braunschweiger. don't eat that. What? I Who didn't eat it. At... Braunschweiger. Ooh, my brother used to eat it. Ooh, that's rough. Ooh. Did you look up the devil? Ron Schwager's. That's a deep cut. Wait, is that the Oscar Mayer tube? Uh, I think I they know. discontinued it. I look up the tube uh, of Braunschweiger. This, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they're... You need an axe to cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Beef Braunschweiger. Of this looks like they threw a pull cover over it. Dude, <laughs> Braunschweiger's liver. <laughs> uh, they use liver. Like pate? Yeah, it's liver. Braunschweiger, that sounds it. like lightning should strike after you say it. <laughs> Braunschweiger! <laughs> sounds like one of the worst nights of the Third Reich's reign in World then War II. the Braunschweiger. <laughs> yeah, the only, th- the only stuff like that I ate was Vienna sausages. You, you, did you like the little cans? Yeah. I was strung, and they're little I was strung tiny, out on those for a short period. A little time, tiny sausage. On. Yeah. Deviled ham. Ground ham. Why is it devil? Spices. Because you put hot sauce, called, cayenne pepper, and hot can pepper. We oh, is that friend? what that is? Devils? Yeah. I never knew that. And it, you can get it in Underwood Devil Ham Spread is the yeah, stuff. That's, you're, that's what yeah, you're thinking of. It has a little ate. devil waving at you on yeah, it. Yeah, like, with a white, white, white paper wrapper. It should have like a little surgeon waving at you. Like, <laughs> See you soon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Billy Gardell's hanging out with us here in the studio <laughs> this morning. Welcome back to the park for even for a yeah, brief uh, yeah, you, it was 48 a nice, hours. Nice stealth hit. I got to come in Saturday, see the box, and then I ended up in Bloomfield for Italian oh, fun. You went over to Little Lily days. I did. Uh, Gene Collier, our friend, was up there doing a show, and I went up to watch him, and he was just great in, in a room oh, full awesome. of maniacs. Pleasure bar. Yeah, just... I love just, that place. You can't stack the odds against yourself anymore. I mean, you really got to be a pro to go in there and kill it there, which With is really cool. People who've been drinking all day. Well, that's day. what I mean. It's yeah. Italian Fest. Oh, so everybody's yeah. out in the street like, you want to go in and watch a comedy? <laughs> I don't know. They got air conditioning. All right, let's go in. <laughs> One more glass of wine and yeah. then we'll go in. Let's see who wins this bocce tournament and then we'll hook in there for the last 15 minutes. Pleasure. Gene absolutely He's killed it. And then, you know, I'm... I'm you know, I've I've had to cut out all my sugars and all my carbs, and now I can't oh. have food. So now I got no booze, no cigarette, no food. Pretty soon it'll be nothing. Pretty soon it'll be, Bill, do you want some air? And I'll be like, I can't have that. Thank you. <laughs> but, but as I'm walking in, I didn't know it was Italian days. Oh. 
So as I'm walking up the street, I'm like, uh, I'm trying to lose weight. And I, I turn to my left, and, and it's Stromboli Road. Oh, it's just yeah. everything you could have. Caliente's Pizza, right. which is one of the better pizzas. And, and I, I'm, I was just like, let me get inside and just sit down. I just have some water. It's so good to be home. Cannolis, as far Every, as the yeah, eye can yeah, see. Everywhere, exactly. <laughs> you, know what I, you know what I always used to look for in those festivals is those lady locks. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The big pastry with the cream mm-hmm. in them? Man, those are the, those, they those were were the days. I talk about food now like I used to talk about women when I was younger. <laughs> like, oh, you know who's got a good bun? You know who's got a good bun? Oh, they got a good bun. 1988. You know who's Ple- got good mozzarella? There was bear crawlers <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Pleasure Bar has one of my favorite things. Well, first of all, it has an awesome bar. The actual bar part the of bar the restaurant, is very cool. I love it. Yeah. And but the other thing is, they do this um, half of an Italian bread. They cut it in half and make Ooh, a pizza, pizza boat, boat out of it, oh, yeah. which is like I, that is know, such I an ear. Like when I grew by. up, I had that everywhere. I yeah. love that. Stuff, I saw man. that going by, and I was like, "See, not nah, uh, that'd be nice." Because Bill, that's <laughs> a, oh, you got that. We'll bring that right now. now and yeah, we're cutting it up. And that, we're all going at yeah, that. Yeah, you're not, you're not even at the menu, and you're like, just bring one of those yeah, to the exactly. table. That's, that's fine. And then water me every 15 minutes. <laughs> I did mess up last night on my diet, though. I did come unglued. What'd you do? What uh, happened? I had a bad one. I had a blowout. Oh, no. I, doing, I did so good all weekend, too, man. And then I'm coming home from, I had a private gig out at uh, Nemecolon last night for 84 Lumber. Very gracious. It took good care of me. I took my buddy Kanesi out there. Mm-hmm. And Kanesi, of course, wanted to go out for mm-hmm. a, you know, a smoke out, out front before the show starts. So I'm standing out there. And it's a nice joint out there. It really is. And, and Frank goes, You think they'd have let us in here when we were 20? I said, Yeah, maybe to trim those hedges. Yeah. <laughs> you boys did a good job. Here's $15. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. Now get out. So, but I was coming home on my way home and I was so hungry, man. I'd been eating. Nothing but nuts and olives and meat and cheese all day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you're just always hungry. I'm coming home, hungry. Eating park sheets? What? No, it wasn't that bad. It was. It was a good choice. If there's going to be a bad boys, Fiori's. Oh, dude. Oh. Coming home. <laughs> dude. I blew in there at midnight. You went heavy. At midnight. <laughs> oh. That's like setting off depth charges. They were yeah. still open at midnight? <laughs> they were open. Yeah, it was open last call. They are open until one every night. I thought they Not started know closing that. at 11 o'clock. I zipped oh, right geez. in and sat down. I didn't even get it to go. I just sat there. I've been depriving myself for some reason. I thought they started op- they started closing early. I didn't mean to give you that information. They did. They closed at 10. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> they closed at one every night, and I was like, oh, they were open. And if, that's probably top two pieces uh, of oh, Pittsburgh, yeah. hands down. Now, you guys grew up. You so were Minio's, Aiello's guys. I, I, I'm not a Minio's guy. I, no offense to Minio's. Yeah, my no. dad was a Minio's yeah. guy. Dad, My dad loved Minio's pie. One night we were at the, at the improv at the waterfront, and we'd had a few pops, and we were pretty toasty coming home, and, and I kept saying, you want something to eat? And he's like, no, nah, I don't want nothing to eat. Let's go home. I'm like, all right. So we get back to the hotel, and there's another buddy of mine went to get a pizza, and he came back in, and he put it down. And my dad, like, he came out of a coma. And he said, is that a Minios? <laughs> yeah, like three of them. Oh, yeah. But, um, it's like I'm, smelling salts. Yeah, I'm he a, just I'm put a, a slice uh, under his nose. I'm a Veltri's guy, but I got to say, 
Fiore's has got to be one of the best pizzas in Pittsburgh. I agree. I mean, it's it's yeah, almost perfect. No doubt. It's always been my jam. There's no doubt yeah, about it. Yeah, I know. It. You're a big proponent. And you're right, because it's, it's perfect. And I didn't even... If you sit down with the tray, I was just sitting there like De Niro and Taxi oh, dude, Driver. Oh, dude, there's something about the tray. Inner dialogue, just talking. Like, so what are you good. doing to yourself? I couldn't stop. <laughs> dude, get a big Turner's and right? sit there and I didn't cr- do the... I, mean, I was probably... I did a diet soda, at least. I didn't have the, yeah. the sugar in the Turner's, so I was all right. All right, Mike's coming in. I'll tell you what, in. though. I, I was at the at Little Italy Days yesterday. Yesterday, Angelo's has those square pieces. Those oh, like it's the like Sicilian, one, the Sicilian, Sicilian slices. Oh, that's like a pizza birthday cake. Pe- it was it <laughs> yeah. was four it was four dollars a cut. Yeah, people were like, "I want a whole pie." He was yeah. like, "I got to charge you four dollars a slice." They were like, "Yeah, I don't care." Yeah, bring let the me, box. Let me out. just give me that. <laughs> Dude, and that box is heavy. Like you, oh as you're God. walking with a Sicilian, you're like. This isn't coming out for a while. No. This is heavy. We might want to rent a wagon. Yeah. You, could, you could eat that and walk on the moon without gravity. <laughs> Billy Gardell's hanging in with us live in studio. Mike Pursuit has got your sports when we return on DV. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuit has got your sports. Billy Gardell live in studio Pass. with us this morning. Uh, also in, oh, uh, in town to do a, a show last night. Pass. And uh, we uh, talked him into getting up early before his flight. You didn't have to talk me into that. And I love coming in here. And hanging out with us. What you got going on there, Mike? Sports is out brought to you by Citizens Bank. The Pirates Fox. Had, had allowed uh, five runs in a four-game stretch from July 20 through the 23rd. They beat the Reds three times and then Cleveland once. Well, they went uh, one better than that against the Cubs this weekend. Didn't win all four. Had to settle for a 2-2 series split, but just four runs allowed in the four games after yesterday's 2-1 victory. I'm a fan of Musgrove. Huge fan. Yeah, I like him a lot. What's he not gets to us. like, right? Well, I'm, I'm, I, I'm just saying that so maybe we won't trade him. Well, I like to put my vote in. I, you know, the idea of these guys now that they've acquired are in what they call club control for the next couple of years. That's good. So, uh, this is the team you should see next year and maybe the year after with a couple of tweaks. I like Archer. I, I like Cervelli. I like Marte. I, we we got to please. Cervelli just uh, box. might be gone. Yeah, Cervelli, I think, might be the uh, odd guy out. Maybe, yeah. maybe Josh Harrison will be an odd guy out after mm. this year. But uh, they're putting something together over there. I hope. Uh, 63 and 62, where that takes them this year, we shall see. They are nine games out in the division and five and a half back in the wild card chase. I was there Saturday. <clears throat> really enjoyed myself being home. You know, I was there, and uh, a lot of Cubs fans coming in to see, I guess, our ballpark, which is very respectful. You know, most of the ones I talked to down there were like, we just want to see PNC Park. And I was like, that's great. And then they realized I was Mike from Mike and Molly. And I said, no, this week I'm Mike's evil twin, Billy. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were from Chicago. It's from Chicago, the show. Braves in town tonight for the first of three. Kevin Gosman against Chris Archer. Oh, I hate the Braves. I hate them all, Bill. I hate the Braves. Yeah. I'm not Still a big Joe them. Madden fan. No, we were talking about that last hour. He's just the most Every time he sticks his guy. head out of the yeah. dugout, I start screaming when I'm watching on TV. <laughs> Sit down, shut up, and then I throw a few adjectives in. And my wife says, you know, he can't hear you. Oh, he hears me. <laughs> He's like the dad in uh, Get Out, where he's like, I'd have voted for Obama a third time if I could have. <laughs> he I don't trust like you. Him. I don't trust you. <laughs> Steelers practiced at Heinz Field last night. It was Family Fest. They uh, put a practice on display for 
Allegheny County. They had been doing that out at St. Vincent College for a long time. Uh, one of the significant developments last night, and there weren't a ton of those. It was, after all, we're talking about the game, not or the practice, not the game. Correct. But uh, James Washington continues to work his way up through the practice groups. You know, you, you practice with the first team, the second team, or the third team. Uh, you do what you do against guys who are going to play in the league or mm-hmm. against guys who are going to be doing something else in September, depending on where you are. But uh, Washington has been impressive, and then some since OTAs. And uh, last night he spent more time on the field when Ben Roethlisberger was on the field than he had previously. That is the most I've worked with him since I've been on this team. But, uh, you know, we just got just to keep working. Now, part of the reason for that was Antonio Brown was not doing 11-on-11 work again, and part of the reason was Washington really lit it up last Thursday in Green Bay. You know, just got to get better, you know. Just got to clean up a few areas and just get back to work. You think that was a reflection of your performance in Green Bay? No doubt. I mean, you know, it just it, it helps because, you know, you, you get those reps from a, from a, a Hall of Famer and, and just a good mentor. A good mentor, he called Ben. But as we have heard directly from Ben Roethlisberger, it's not as if he is coddling this kid. Uh, it's not as if they're handing him anything. He mm-hmm. is being asked to earn what He's chances he get gets, it, yeah. and he has to work for it, and he has to show them that he deserves it. Uh, he's, he is not anointed, in the words of wide receivers coach Daryl Drake. Uh, there's still some work to be done. One of those reps that Washington got with Ross, Roethlisberger last night was a, a red zone play, and Washington ran toward the goalpost, and Roethlisberger threw the ball, and right after it sailed past his head, Washington turned around and looked back for it. Yeah, we want to bust that route to the right. Hey, kid, it happens a little faster up here. A little, a little quicker. If you little want quicker. me to throw it to you, turn around so you <laughs> may be able to catch it. And uh, Washington figured that out immediately. It's just a rookie move on me. You know, I, I gotta, I gotta be more, you know, you know, professional in some areas and, and just, just know his, his, uh, his tendencies. Like that, he's able to acknowledge his mistakes. You gotta do yeah. that to get better. Yeah. He's been nothing but impressive, and uh, his story has been interesting this preseason. Uh, the preseason continues this Saturday when the Steelers host the Tennessee Titans. Part of the idea of Family Fest last night was also to honor some Steelers fans, and uh, the Steeler Nation Unite Club did a lot of that before the game. Uh, two of the honorees, a couple from Sanford, North Carolina, named Whitney and Michelle White. They were given an award because last year they went to every game, home and road. That's amazing. <laughs> Preseason, regular season, postseason. That's impressive. You they, deserve yeah, an award that's, for that's that. That's incredible. That's heavy travel. They're in North Carolina? Yeah. The, the, uh, What's he do? He is an air traffic <laughs> controller. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, he's jump seating. Uh, <laughs> no, he says he's not doing that. No. Nah. But uh, they're committed. That is committed. He said Sanford, North Carolina is just south of Raleigh. And okay. uh, preseason, regular season, and postseason. I said I had to talk to these people. Yeah. Uh, here is their story from Steeler Nation. I grew up in Clearfield, Pennsylvania, and been down in uh, North Carolina for the uh, past eight years. And my wife is uh, from Alabama, and we met in North Carolina. And she was a Steeler fan, and so that made it all the better. So how tough of a sell was this on you? No, it wasn't tough at all. I mean, I love the Steelers. Uh, He actually brought me to my very first Steeler game right here at Heinz Field. I was hooked. You're trying to do this again? We're already doing it. Uh, We just come back from Green Bay. We've got the uh, whole season planned out, and uh, we're looking forward to Cleveland, and uh, we're going to keep on going from there. 
Now, uh, Whitney said that uh, his position as an air traffic controller, they allow him flexible scheduling, so I guess he can get back Monday when he gets back and yeah. not have to you know, make up the hours wherever. Should just put them on a team plane. M- Michelle said, uh, <laughs> Whitney also said they, they spent between thirty and $40,000 doing this last year. I was going to say, that wow. has to be wow. a pretty penny. And Michelle said uh, the reason they're doing that, quote, we're spending the inheritance so the kids have nothing to fight over. <laughs> Wow, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. Great. Wow. I mean, are you kidding me? Preseason. Do that's it. dedication that right there. Dedication. Do it. We talk a lot about Steeler Nation. <laughs> this might be the epicenter, Sanford, North Carolina. Right that, uh, I mean, how many Steeler bit, fans right? would commit do that the bit. if they had the cash? Well, I always say that the, the you know the true mark of the, the Steeler fans' devotion comes from the, the expat Pittsburghers, because the people who live here, I mean, and don't take this the wrong way, we're spoiled because we live in it. Yeah. You can experience the Steelers passively. The Steelers are in your face. It's All, like yeah, on every, demand. It's a great right, point. Everywhere yeah. you go. And you grew it, up in Clearfield, now you're in Tobacco Road. Though that guy has to make the effort. Like for him, it all means a little bit more in a way because we're, you know, not, I mean, we take it for granted to the degree that. You know, walking into Heinz Field might not always have the same cathedral kind of experience that it mm-hmm. does for the people who don't live here. Because those are the people who are like, ah, I can smell it. And, I, you know, I, I and have, after we, you know, after like game three for me, I'm kind of like, hey, let's beat the crowd. No, I, ha- I, I, <laughs> you know? I I'm with you. I, I have to agree with that. It Because being out in L.A., when I get to come home, it's majestic when you walk yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. like you hear the beginning of like the naturals like boop, 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 mm-hmm. boop, 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 boop. <laughs> like it's the best feeling in the world it and is. when you're when you're here yeah it's different because you're, you're like yeah it's on the game's on i'm you not going down a, there uh, a it's higher cincinnati tolerance. i'm not going down there <laughs> not fighting more. the traffic for cincinnati new orleans maybe i'll go down and see that one yeah i mean if you live yeah. in mecca when everyone else is doing the pilgrimage you're like yeah yeah i know it's good that you're yeah, all coming but yeah you know it's, it's, over there. Yeah, it's just right there you know, <laughs> you know who I, I really like I got two questions for you about the Steelers. Can I ask him real quick? Sure. How's the secondary look? Mm. All right. He, he doesn't know because they haven't all been yeah. on the field together. When they practice together, I'll let you know. Okay. That's what I want. I want an Morgan update Burnett on that. out again last night, by the way. Okay. He, he, he and Sean Davis have hardly worked together at all. Okay. Okay. Because one or the other. Because that's both what them. I'm very concerned about. Thrall Edmonds, I think, is a keeper. I like Edmonds a lot. I like Edmonds a lot. But so, what role? But I haven't seen. Yeah, I want to see. I, I, okay, I thought maybe you'd seen some stuff in practice that we hadn't. Well, Burnett um, played the other night. It's not like he hasn't been around. Yeah, but they're no, not. But he hasn't worked with Davis a yeah, ton. Yeah, they're not and in they conjunction need to, yet. They need to be. They got to be reading each other. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, the other guy I like is James Connor. Although different guy. No, I know. I I thought he was. I thought his name was James Garner, <laughs> and and then I was informed it was James Connor. And I'm, I was sad. You thought it was Rockford I, Files guy? I wanted to hear that as he came on the field. Living a trailer on this the beach. This is James Garner. If you need Solving a running crimes play, and scoring a touchdowns. <laughs> leave a message at the beep. <laughs> Get Angel in there. Jimmy, you got to hit that in the three hole, man. <laughs> See? That used to be one of my favorite shows. I love it. Anything Don't, James Gardner Anything. Knows. That's all. That's all I had. Yeah. I, I, I don't it, know how that secondary looks. I know it looks like it. they better score a lot of points. Ladies and so. gentlemen, James Sean. Rockford at the Tone 
leave your name and message. I'll get back to you. You are full of bullshit, my friend. Whoa. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> what happened there? That <laughs> 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 one close. Wow. You can't trust YouTube. You're good with that button over there, Randy. Mm-hmm. Really like that. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Someone must have edited in some, some, uh, some expletive. Their own just, dialogue. Just ruin everything. All right, let me take a quick break. We'll come back and play more expletive laden <laughs> theme songs from the seventies with Billy Gardell here on the DVE Morning Show. <laughs> it's Randy Bauman in the DVE Morning Show, and uh, welcoming Billy Gardell. Yay. To the studio Hi. live Hi. in person here on National Radio Day. That's it? always yeah. I mean, Happy it's always National, National something. Day. It's also National Bacon Lovers Day today. Well, that's not that good. It's <laughs> also Billy Gardell's birthday. Yeah, oh, birthday. You know what's sad? Hey. You know what? Sad. I didn't think it until you just said it. That's sad. No, it's not. If Happy I birthday, birthday. I think it was my birthday. It is. I would have brought in cupcakes. No, I can't. You wow, can't. I can't do anything anymore. No, I thought the same thing Thank yesterday. You, I go, oh, no, we should get it. No, <coughs> can't do that. Thank you for not doing that. Thank you yeah. for not doing that. Can't get a cake. Yeah, 49. 49 today. Happy birthday. It's about 23 more than I thought I'd get. <laughs> Told my girls you were 49. They go, I hit he the doesn't over. look old. I, you know, <laughs> I always old. get there. They go, you got a baby face. I go, it's just stretched. <laughs> 49 though 49 that's cousin. not exactly over the hill no but i didn't no, think i'd get that all. many i really didn't it was a little shaky in there around 27 to 35 so i got i'm very lucky i'm lucky to be. that was there. right when i met you yeah yeah i think it was huh probably the tail end of that wasn't it? right yeah right yeah. about 35 yep all right, before I got it together. <laughs> well, I met it you. It was you nice definitely. to see that old, uh, the the old guard there for yes. just a second. No, it was a blast. To catch I, the I end of it. No, no I was glad I had a flash of- uh, I had no regrets. All sides of Bill. Yeah, I had no regrets. We came in right when times. Rome was falling. I came, yeah, we were coming in heavy. That plane had some fire coming out of the engine. <laughs> One tire wasn't working, one flap wasn't down, but somehow we, we, we landed. You and I talk about this all the time, though. This is like part and parcel of like this industry, and if you work in the entertainment industry, it is mm-hmm. full of people yeah. who have uh, eccentric uh, lifestyles. Yeah, it's, uh, and I think it's gotten a lot better, and, I, and I, 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 I'm happy for those comics and those actors and radio personalities, because I think when we started... And musicians, you know, I think people are a little smarter now. You know, there's nothing wrong with going out and getting a buzz on and enjoying your weekend, but when it gets to that 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 air of, hey, we've been running for three days, maybe we should sleep, you know, that's, yeah. that's not, it's not cool. You, you mm-hmm. think when you're younger it is. And I think when I started to, it, there was this air of like you had to be polluted, like you had to be yeah what are we doing if we're not getting rocked yeah exactly we had this thing like when when we started in that generation like late 80s it was like everybody was wrecked like that was the goal like do the show get wrecked like that's what we're supposed to do it's like a rock and roll element to it and then i see comics now you know they come in and they're working on their shows and their projects and they're they're going to the gym during the day, and I was like, coming into the club with a I cup of coffee. Come, I couldn't have got involved with that. Yeah, they they they're, they're smarter. 
They're smarter. I mean, they're not quite as insane as as, as my group was, but I, I think it's a smarter way to. Part go of that is the I realization think. that you don't have to be insane to be funny. Yeah, and that's that's what we didn't know. We th- I think my group thought you you got to be really out there on the edge to be able to come up with funny thoughts, and mm. it's just not true. Or that if you're yeah. if you're not a mess of a human being, you're, you're not, not interesting. Funny. Right. Yeah, that's the other thing. But then what happens is is you become. You're so reliant on the sauce, at least I did, you know, like it, when I'm on stage, it was like it, it became a timing mechanism, you know, mm-hmm. the first year without booze on stage, I was like, geez, I'm never going to be funny again. And then about seven months in, I became funnier than I've ever been. And David I Crosby. Like, I could have known that about 20 years yeah. ago. That would have been nice. <laughs> David Crosby said similar things about yeah. when he had to start singing sober and how tough he thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, you think it's the end of the world. Yeah. You do. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, I'm actually sharper. How did that happen? So yeah, yeah, and then that becomes mm-hmm. the buzz without question. Then you're like, then how good can I get? How good can I get? Mm-hmm. So, but I'm lucky, man. I'm blessed to be here. I've got a good you family. Know Wife's still stuck with me. You people still talk to me. I did all right. We I, I went six years, <laughs> six years on TV and didn't make a mess. I you're still right, on TV, you know? Yeah, yeah you're I always see you on, on TV, TV all the time. I'm in the reruns. I'm in the reruns. You're the MM at Walsh of Art. No, you're more popular than MM at Walsh. You have more. <laughs> the MM at Walsh. That's so good. Because he, he was in everything. Everything. You know? Yes. And I was going to yeah. say you're the MM at Walsh of uh, sitcoms. That's uh, it. But you're more than that because you've had a lot of starring roles, very, too. Very, very yeah. lucky. Very blessed, man. So, very blessed. Um, wait. Oh, man. What did I just want to ask you? Oh, mm-hmm. how is it when you get to be, speaking of your fame and sitcoms and stuff like that, it's got to be tough for you to develop new material. It is really tough. Because you can't just go work it out in a at Yuck Yucks or something. Well, you can, but it doesn't, I don't know, man. Everybody does it different, and I'm a slow guy. I go slow, and I build slow. Like this last, this this new stuff I'm doing now, it's probably 45 minutes of new, and then I do 15 minutes of my favorite mm-hmm. stuff, you know? And, uh, and that's taken me a good two and a half years to write that. Yeah, good two and a half solid. It, but I hate everything I write. Right. So you know, I, mean, I hate it all when it comes your out. Governor my governor is stinks. your biggest critic. Yeah, that's <laughs> terrible. But but my my way of doing new stuff is to uh, to to do clubs. I, I tried going to open mic night, and honestly, I'll be I just don't have the leather for it anymore. I mean, when you're younger, you can go up in front of three people and it just doesn't affect you. And as as you get older, you're just like I don't. I'm not putting my what shoes are we doing on, here? I'm not driving over there What's at 10 the o'clock. Look, if it's get, come to this, to then I think I'm done. in the face. Yeah. Right. What am I proving? <laughs> but then the other side of it is I don't want to do it in the middle of a, a casino or a theater show because you paid $55 for those tickets, so I'm mm-hmm. not going to do that. Hey, everybody, I'm going to run this new chunk about the airport by you. So what I did was I went back to the clubs. I picked 10 clubs over the last year and the year before, and what I did was I told the audience, look, I'm going to do... Uh, Byrne actually helped me with this. This was like a philosophy. I was Byrne, just going to say, Byrne, Byrne does this all the time. And he's so prolific, man. And he, he, mm-hmm. he, I, he, I asked him, I go, what are you doing? And he said, this is how I did it. And it worked. I just told the audience, look, I'm going to do 30 minutes that you love. I'm going to do 30 minutes you're going to really enjoy. And then I'm going to do 15 minutes that I'm trying to do new stuff. And all I want you to do is be honest. If it ain't funny, don't laugh. And then the last 15, we're going to do a bunch of funny stuff again. And then slowly, 
the new stuff started to outweigh the older stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and then that's what makes you, I don't know about other comics, but I hate doing stand-up. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. Until I write something new. Yeah. And then right. it's brand new again. Right. And because can't com- wait to get on the comics stage. have a split voice and I imagine you guys have this as well because you constantly are, are on air on to when you're running something and you're doing it and you you know it's doing well, but in the back of your head there's another voice speaking to you while you're doing that going it's not as good as you think it is. That could have been better. Mm-hmm. You saying that again? You ran that bit already. Why'd you do that? You know what I mean. So th- I do that at lunch every day. Yeah. <laughs> so that's you that's my thing. So man. I just try to I try to bang on the fender until it's a really good joke. I like to snap their heads back, and I hope for that. And and that's the thing. And 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 I do hate it until that new bit works and then you're like okay i'm gonna right. do this forever i'm back are you like one of like a musician who writes too many songs and then picks 10 of them or do you write i write a bunch of stuff that i never like my system is i'll tell you my whole system i i, I get an idea i wish i was one of those guys that could sit down with the computer and do no, it yeah. but I, I i if i was a musician i'd play by ear I'm not a I'm not a smart enough guy that way. So what I do is I get a line or an idea, a premise, and then uh, I try to think of one line after that that I think's funny. Then I take it up on stage, and I record my set when I'm doing new stuff, and I do the new joke, and I try to see how far I can get it to go. One laugh, two laughs, three laughs, and then I come down and I listen to the tape, and if the first line that's got a laugh the second line got a laugh the third line didn't the fourth line did the fifth line didn't well i'll take the third and the fifth take them out then i'll tighten one two and three and then i'll try to add to those and that's how mm-hmm. i slowly mm-hmm. open up my bit i i love that and that's kind of how i work too i i tinker yeah. on stage and yeah. i i don't i don't because a lot of people can be like uh you know, my stage self is a lot better than my writing self, so they can write just a little bit right. and then get on, take it on stage and riff a whole bunch of stuff. I just no, think I can't do that. That's just always been too too reckless for no, me. Exactly, I'm, like, I'm with you. No, I'm the same way. <laughs> but Burn I, Burn always makes me laugh because he starts his show by saying, "Look, guys, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna work on my new hour, yeah. and just know this: that if you don't like what you see here tonight, at the end of the day, I'm what you can afford." Yeah. <laughs> so most of you didn't pay so to get in here. So, so you know, live with yeah, this. Yeah, I, I like to I like to bang on the fender and and I tinker with it as well. And I wish I was more prolific, but I'm not. But I'm okay with that. I'm okay with what I do. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you're doing other stuff too. I do. Well, it's not like I'm you're solely very, yeah. dedicated to stand up. I mean, it, no. it, it, it would be different if you were only doing that. But if you have I was a lot just going on stand up. I think I would probably have more material. But you're right. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a real quick break here. Val will come back with the news update. Uh, we're going to talk about a new survey that has determined more money means more cheating. And what do you think of those gender reveal parties? Yeah, boy. We'll talk about it coming up. All right, and more with Billy Gardell live in studio here on DVE. It's 64 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. 64 Bishop. Oh, That's beautiful yesterday, weather. beautiful, feels just perfect, yeah. Bishop David Zubik is facing calls for his resignation in the wake of that grand jury report into the sexual abuse of children across Pennsylvania. Appearing on NBC, ABC's This Week, Bishop David Zubik says since he became bishop in 2007, the diocese has removed accused priests from diocese and referred all allegations to investigators. The grand jury report accused Bishop Zubik of not reporting credible abuse 
abuse allegations and Pope Francis acknowledging that sexual abuse by priests was long ignored, kept quiet or silenced. The Pope made that admission today in what the Vatican calls a letter to the people of God. It's his response to the grand jury report. Francis wrote that no effort will be spared to prevent abuse and its cover up. Pope said it is essential the church acknowledge and condemn with sorrow and shame the atrocities committed. A woman is in stable condition after falling off a cruise ship and surviving in the water for 10 hours. Wow. The woman is a British citizen. She fell over, overboard from a Norwegian cruise line vessel in the Adriatic Sea. She was rescued yesterday and brought ashore in Croatia. That's a far drop. I mean, those yeah. ships are Well, what deck huge. was she on? <laughs> <laughs> she was on a top deck. <laughs> And a woman fell off. I mean, her... what took ten hours? Well, I, I went on a cruise to the Alaskan cruise mm-hmm. with my family because mm-hmm. Patty wanted to do that, and you know she likes to see nature and glaciers oh, and stuff yeah. like. I was tortured for a week. <laughs> I was, and I would. You walk... like to know part of it? No, <laughs> I, I walked to the back of that boat, and I would look at that wake and think. Nobody would even know. <laughs> just right into that. But now that I know you survive, I don't want to do that. No. <laughs> I just hope my so. Luck, I jump and I break every bone except my head. You know? <laughs> yeah, it didn't work out. Aren't you the dude that fell off the cruise ship and broke everything but your head? Yes, I am. Thank you. And then that one polar bear that's like floating on the ice cube comes by and he just one. eats my arm. <laughs> and a woman fell off her sailboat off the co- coast of Rhode Island over the weekend she Why wasn't is everyone found falling off their boats i don't know she wasn't found until the next day a husband and wife were sailing from newport rhode island to east greenwich on their 39 foot sailboat on friday at some point she fell overboard but the husband didn't realize it until 2 a.m he thought she was down you know underneath uh she Darlene, managed stop screwing around down there <laughs> come go. on she managed to swim to an island. The Coast Guard oh, rescued the her can do about uh, 4 a.m. on Saturday. She had mild hypothermia. Oh, my God. I don't like cruises. I don't like the idea of a cruise. Oh, dude. When you're out there and you look out on the da- on the balcony and there's nothing. Just you, blackness. You, yeah, you could have that. Yeah. That did make me a little nervous. Nighttime, right? Yeah. You go out you and seen, it's just dark yeah. and there's nothing. You just think the Kraken's coming up to take that ship down. It's, no, it's a little unsettling. That. Remember that Steelers cruise that I was going to... Bill wanted get, to get married get on the Steelers married cruise. On. What? <laughs> well, there was a Steelers cruise and I go, I'll it's get every married year. on that cruise. <laughs> and Randy's like, why would you do that? And I'm like, because... Why wouldn't I, I do that? I mean... I, <laughs> What's a better story? I get married at Phipps Conservatory or, you know, Franco marries us. I'm like, this is a way better story. But I just remember leading up to that, I think Heinz Ward was getting on the boat and he had like a pool raft. He's like, I'm. Not, I don't know. You know, if this ship <laughs> I sinks, go I got. I'm. Pre- I'm coming prepared. I'm like, that's not going to work. That's He's good. like, I saw Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just one plank None of, of them wood. brought noodles. That's why. <laughs> I'd have been dead. They went down. I'd have been dead. I wouldn't have been able to float on a door. And then it for me. And I still Unless not. It was a garage froze, door. Yeah. Huh? It would have had to been like an oven from the kitchen that I was up on top of. <laughs> That'd have been it. One of those big steam stacks. <laughs> My head in the middle of it. <laughs> I still have not seen Giant Titanic noodle. But it's uh, but I do know that the whole thing with her floating on the door and like you know the, the complaint everybody has about it that there was plenty of room there was room yeah, for yeah, move over 
But yeah. why did why didn't they make it so? Was that supposed to be like that to well, piss you off? Or? We, yeah, we couldn't have know. the ultimate romantic sacrifice yeah. if that was the... I know, but what I'm saying is why didn't they put her on something smaller so it was it was definitely a yeah. him or me like situation. Like a cabinet door. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but yeah. when she's like floating on this big thing and she's like rolling around onto her back going, I'm sorry you can't fit on this thing. <laughs> She's doing yoga poses. She's up there. She's, she's, and they come back there. She's knitting. Yeah. I'm going to miss you. <laughs> Anytime I hear one of these, you know, lost at sea stories, I think of the movie Open Water. And I still haven't I seen never it. saw that. Oh, it's horrifying. Is it? Yeah, I don't Forget watch it. Jaws. That it? movie. That's a true is, story, really? right? Yeah. I think How long did they tread water for? It was a couple days, I oh, think. God. Well, wait. What? They're not. They were in life jackets. They then. were. No, they were in scuba gear. How did they stay afloat? I, that stuff keep you in I don't, I don't know. Uh, Maybe well, you can inflate water, something. Open water, I have to watch You got to fart in that suit It is Jeez. the most terrible. If you don't know the, the plot of the movie, they go to this Caribbean island. They go on a diving trip. Yeah. And they get left behind. Oh. And oh. then they're out there. Like I said, I think it's a couple of nights and the sharks just start circling them. Oh, my God. And they show them in the darkness, and then the guy dies, and the girl's there by herself. Spoiler alert. Wow. Oh, the movie's like 10 years old. No, thanks. You'll never, it's just you'll, horrifying. You'll, you'll never read that I died like that. <laughs> you'll never read that. Billy Gardell died <laughs> scuba never, diving. You'll never read that. In you'll the dark. never read in that. Left at sea. No. Nah. Today is National Radio Day. Randy, you mentioned it earlier. August 20th set aside each year to recognize the invention of the radio. I think, uh, who else has a birthday today? Is it Robert Plant's yes. birthday today? He is 70 and today. Plant. How about that? That's good company. That's real good company. It's my brother Gary's birthday today, too. What? My brother Gary. Gary. Oh, happy birthday, Gary yeah. Bear. Yeah. All right. Uh, the late, I, I interrupted you. No, that's okay. The late 19th century invention revolutionized communication and entertainment around the world. Originally used much like a telegraph to send bits of information. The first broadcast station started popping up at the 20s. Very first one right here. KDK. KDK, right? yeah. PA. Scott Paulson always had that funny joke. 20 minutes later, people were bitching that they played the same record over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Some results of a new survey about radio. 71% of people listen in their car. Uh, two out of three people listen to the radio every single day. 56% of women and 35% of men sing along to the radio. I always do. Well, who doesn't? You have to. Yeah. What's the best radio song? Oh. oh. Song with radio in the title. Oh. Video killed the radio star? <laughs> Buggles. There's uh, What's the... Elvis Costello, Radio Radio, radio which is radio kind of an anti-song. What a great commercial radio song. Yeah, but I didn't listen to the rest of those lyrics for about five years. When I first heard all I heard was, radio, radio. It's because they wouldn't play punk records in the UK on commercial radio stations. I'm pretty sure that's what that song's about. What else? um, Uh, Mexican radio? I'm on a Mexican radio. Wall of Voodoo. Radio. That's a good one. That guy was a pretty cool artist. I can't remember his name. Stan something, I think. And then, uh, well, there's Raised on Radio by the, the Ravens which was on the Fast Times at Ridgemont High soundtrack. This- Raised on the radio. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think- Capital uh, Radio, The Clash. Good oh, call by Joe what, Kiki. Um, who else we got? Did Journey have an album called Raised on Radio? Mohammed's Radio, Warren Zevon. Another good radio Great song. Great song. Great song. With Stevie Nicks does the background. Great vocal. song. Awesome. Killer. 
What was the your question there, Valerie? I think didn't I thought Journey had a record called Raisin. Patty wants album. to see Journey. That's one of her bands. Are you gonna do it? Nah, she wants to see Steve Perry, or she wants to see? She she just wants to go see Journey. If, if, uh, Everybody's restless. Yeah, Warren. You got no place to go. Someone's always trying to tell them something they already know. So their anger and resentment flow. But don't it make you want to rock all night long? Stevie. Mohammed's radio. I agree. Where did the lyricists go, huh? Radio Gaga. I gotta go. Oh, okay. oh Radio uh, Gaga. Yeah. Spirit of Radio. Spirit of Radio. Turn up the Rush. radio. Autograph. Autograph. That's yep. that's a vowel tune right there. I can see you rocking. Didn't the guys from Autograph wasn't was that the Fastway jump over to uh, like some uh, of them went to <laughs> I don't remember Flog and Molly and the other ones went to Autograph or something the like that. Of that. Band. That sounds like a the, yeah, tonight on behind the music. There. <laughs> the story of autograph. It's just I I want to go see Fleetwood Mac. They're out. I want to go see them at the Hollywood. Are they at the They're Hollywood coming Ball? to the forum. I want to see them. Who was just here? They're here November first. Okay. They Buckingham's out. Yeah, he went, but because he just he, was here. He's no, doing he's, smaller theaters. Yeah, it was he's just here in October. Well, yes. He's a pain in the ass. But I, I like I that they got Campbell from Tom Petty. Yeah, and Neil Finn. And Finn, I think, is going to be a good vocalist for them. But I, I just, I love that band. There was a I time when, Fleetwood as soon Mac, as Lindsey Buckingham wasn't a part of that concert, I would have been like, no way, I'm not going. But now, I just don't care anymore. I'm with you. <laughs> like, I'm with you. I want to go. Oh, they have badass musicians that I love. Yeah, and these are great replacements. And great these songs. are great okay. replacements. And I, and I can't wait to see them because that band, I think, is... I will put rumors up. To me, that's one of the best rock and roll albums ever made. Front to back, Title to title, like oh, beginning yeah. to end. Well, like every song's a hit. It's one of the greatest albums mm-hmm. ever made. Top ten albums all time, for me. What is on? Wait, Valerie. What is? Wait, what's the one before Rumors? That's that was the wasn't the first. That was the first one that sent them in. I think that's just Fleetwood Mac. Well, and I'm saying first one, meaning the Lindsey Buckingham, Stevie Nicks era. Oh, oh, oh. Secondhand news, dreams, never going back again, don't stop, go your own way, songbird the chain, you make love and fun, I don't want to know, oh, daddy, gold dust woman, and silver springs. There's literally, literally they're all hits. Except Boom. for silver springs, and I don't think I don't want to know is a much of a hit, right? Still good time. Oh, yeah, it is. It was a radio. Dude, this whole album. Yeah, back to front. This was the one that I always dug that doesn't get a lot of play. This has that awesome Lizzie picking. That's his pick. That's that signature. She broke down and let me in. It'll sound good with Neil Finn singing that, That's right? It. Yeah, he'll kill that. No, he will. I don't know. I don't think they'll do this song. Uh, they won't do landslide. They won't do this. Well, they'll do Landslide. That's a Stevie the, they'll song. They'll do The Chain, and they'll do you know yeah. the stuff you want to hear. And I always like Seven Wonders. I always liked uh, Gold Dust Woman. I mean, there's mm-hmm. just that's such a soulful band to me. And I love the fact that they were always chaotic, but somehow 
they could mm-hmm. pull it together for the show. You know what I mean? Go they, listen to those early. They were, to me, they're the relationship band. You know what I mean? Well, they all had mm-hmm. sex with each other, so yeah. <laughs> well, but I mean, it was always this 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 fight or argument, or you're with this person, that, but, but somehow they always got to the bottom of it. Somehow it? they always needed money for coke. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we did what we can until we learned that we don't need that. I just like that. put an opinion here, like, yeah, it was so beautiful, and I'm like, that wasn't. It's a good one, too. Yeah. It's a good infield. Yeah. You know, somehow they always made it work. I do love them, though. I, I'm, I'm a big fan. All right, Valerie, you got anything else here? Nope. Uh, partly sunny. Very slight chance of rain. 80 degrees for the high today. It's 64 DBE. Yeah, 76 is Fleetwood Mac, eponymous. Yeah, uh, that's right. Uh, Monday morning, warm ways, blue letter, Rhiannon, over my head, Crystal, Say You Love Me, Landslide, World Turning. Oh, God, that's a and World I'm Turning. And I'm a big fan of Crystal. McVie's great, too. Oh, yeah. She's right up there. You know? Sugar Daddy, I'm So Afraid, um, Over My Head. How about that? Head. World Turning on the first album. Yeah, there are... Uh, that, there's a lot of hits on that one, too. But rumors really... Pearl Turning. Oh, yeah. That's bad. Thinking about when the guy brought that to the rehearsal, That's, I was like, I yeah, got one. I got an idea. I got an idea. Just tell me what you think. And they're all this. like, you know, competitive with each other. And, yeah. he, and he puts that out, and then like mix like, it's a good start. And everyone else is like, shut up! It's really good. <laughs> the whole thing's good. <laughs> it's a good start. It's a good start. Um, all right, quick break. We're going to come back. Mike Pursuta has your sports and Billy Gardell hanging out with us here before he uh, takes off for the airport. Gosh. Live in studio this morning, friends. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Billy Gardell hanging out with us live in studio. Sports are brought to you by Xfinity from Comcast. Uh, Two ways to look at the Pirates-Cubs series over the weekend. Fox. Ended uh, with a 2-2 split (laughs) via the Pirates' 2-1 11-inning win yesterday. Fox. Pirates run four (laughs) runs in four games. Fox. How did they go 2-2? Oh, Fox. But no bats. They only scored five runs in four games. Yeah. So how did they go to it too? Yeah, right. Box. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah. What what I saw was a team it's that last half box. <laughs> what I saw was a team that was pretty competitive with a very good team. Yeah, and I agree. It it wasn't fluky. It was uh, old school pitching wins, and their pitching ought to be sustainable. Maybe not as good quite as it was all weekend, but uh, there's a lot of wins on the table the rest of the way if they want to go out For and sure. take them. Yeah, and uh, that next year could be uh that be that could be a very good cultivating for this pitching staff for next year. Yeah, if they can maybe mm-hmm. uh 
feel like they're still in it. Yeah. They're, they're five and a half out in the wild card. There's a couple teams they got to get over. So right. how, how realistic is it? I guess it's in the eye of the beholder. But sure. if they can approach these last uh, the last month and a half with urgency and feel, yeah. feel like they're in a race. Carry that, that over, absolutely. Can that, Huntington maybe threaten to sell off some pieces if they don't? Uh, not right now. No. <laughs> Because that was kind of what inspired that first run. How about the yeah. starting pitchers over the weekend against Chicago had a combined 1.35 ERA. That was Nova Williams, Musgrove, and Tyone yesterday. The bullpen threw 11 and a third scoreless innings. Musgrove has been throwing over seven lately, too. Seven innings. And then you got those hard throwers on the back end, Crick and mm-hmm. uh, Keller, the guy they got from Texas. Okay, and Don the Crick. <laughs> Atlanta is uh, in town tonight. <laughs> First to three, Atlanta. Kevin Gosman against Chris Archer. The Archer. I would have liked to have seen him. Yeah, I would have too. I'm going tomorrow night. That would be nice. We, we both missed him. Steelers practiced at Heinz Field last night, and uh, one of the developments, uh, Ben Roethlisberger got a chance to work with second-round wide receiver James Washington from Oklahoma State. Uh, they did that in the practice opening seven shots, the two-point conversion drill. They did it in 11-on-11. 11 11. They did it in one-on-one play. They did it more than they'd been doing it. That is the most I've worked with him since I've been on this team. But, uh, you know, we just got just to gotta keep working. Yeah, there is uh, some stuff to clean up, as Washington put it. Uh, at one point, uh, he had a touchdown pass there for the taking, and he forgot to look back for the ball in time. And... It was an ugly incompletion, not the kind that Ben Roethlisberger is going to tolerate. So he's got to work on that. It is funny, though, because that stuff happens in practice, and you expect, hey, well, that those are the kind of missteps. That's why you're practicing. Right. But we have such a, a magnifying glass on everything. Like, even when they screw up in practice, when they're supposed to screw up to get it right, eventually we're like, ah, here's where they screwed up. So, like, <laughs> because you don't have a lot of chances to keep screwing it up. No, but it also does speak to why they didn't just anoint him as the third wide receiver. Right. When when he got drafted, everybody said, okay, there's your Martavis Bryant replacement. And that's the way it's going to work out, just not right away. He's got to make that happen. And he's well on the way to doing that. Uh, just pointing out the mistake as they're going to do in the film study. And I bet he doesn't make that mistake the next time. The uh, thing I like about that kid is you can correct those mistakes. The hands, you can't teach. Yeah. Like... You no, either have yeah. them or you don't. You're either this kid or your lime is sweet. And he made another one of those plays last night in one-on-one work. Roethlisberger, the quarterback, and he threw a fade to the corner. Now, the cornerback in this instance was Jamar Summers, not Joe Hayden. But Washington did what he does. He climbed the ladder, two hands up high over his head, caught the ball, pulled it down despite getting hammered on the way down, and held it. And, uh, Heinz Field's going to erupt if he pulls off that act yeah. this he, fall. And he will. And he's a very likable guy, which I don't know how he fits in the Steelers wide receivers room. You'll hate him in a month. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> really seems like a genuine, hardworking I came from the farm and I'm here to do yeah. my job and keep my mouth shut kind of guy. Again, what's he doing here? No, stop it. He's the perfect <laughs> balance. <laughs> Keith Jake. Miller's probably like, I'll tell you, no, one I like of, that kid. One of those guys goes a long way in a sea of the other guys. I know. He might be the perfect balance. Maybe he'll rub off. Hopefully not All in right. public. I just was putting <laughs> it out there. 
Yeah, that's Mom's all. Half full, Mike. That's all. half full. There's that's this, remember the movie Teachers, which was basically like yes, a modern day McNulty. blackboard jungle. Yeah, there was this. Yeah, it's good, right? There was this one teacher. I always remember in this one scene. His he had a class full of animals, like Ralph Macchio and the Christian uh, Crispin Glover character and stuff. And they're just all just huge pains in the ass. But he has this one student that he likes, and he's like, "Where's wine?" He's like, Where, "Where's Weinberg?" Hi, hi, Weinberg. How are you, buddy? And he's just so <laughs> glad that he's there. And he like he focuses on him, and he's like, "Thank you that's for Washington. being like that's Washington." Yeah, that's our James Washington. It's like in the sea of madness, we looked at him and go, "Oh, How Washington, you doing, buddy, thank God you're here." Because <laughs> you got these maniacs, maniac egos, anyways. A B Juju Lev Bell. Last night uh, might have also revealed one thing Ben Roethlisberger can't do. They uh, did a special teams period or two as they always do and Chris Boswell made 13 of 14 field goals with either Jordan Berry or the other punter Matt Weil holding Uh, the only miss was from 54 yards out he immediately lined it up again and made the second attempt from 54 he also tried one from 38 with number seven holding why Uh, Why? I I don't know but it did not go well the ball kind of went nowhere near the goal post and might have gone out of bounds along the sideline before it got to the goal line, but Chris Boswell was not, repeat, not going to blame the hold. Can you describe Ben's hold? Perfect. <laughs> Didn't look like the kick went very well. You know, we got some things to fix, uh, but you know, it's not on him, it's on me. I got to kick the ball through and uh, we'll get it handled. And in the 54 yard, did you just want another shot at it after you hit the upright? Yeah, if we miss one, we'll go right back to it because uh, you don't like to end on a miss. Uh, so, I mean, I hit the pole, came back, hit the other pole, but it went in. So, uh, both of them were good kicks, but I got to tweak it out a little bit. Everybody seemed to be laughing at Ben's hold. You're going to stick with perfect? Yeah, his hold was perfect. I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> Smart. Yeah, Smart. I like kid. boss. I like the boss. Marquise Pouncey, uh, Ramon Foster, and special teams coordinator Pouncey. Danny Smith seem to be especially humored at Roethlisberger's attempt at holding. Why, why take a chance on jamming one of his fingers with a long snap? <laughs> Can we not do that? I don't know, Bill. They should put his fingers in gloves right after practice. <laughs> That's it. Don't touch nothing. Like the hand. If somebody model. cut his steak, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that made me a little nervous that they like, Don't be long snapping. Let's go put his hand in we front of We can't afford that. Well, I don't know. Do you ever want to maybe have him no, pick it up? No. I don't and ever want No, no, never do I want to do fake that. Fake one? Then no. Just go for no. it. No. Just go for never. it. Never. I bet. No. <laughs> but wait, there was a. <laughs> it would be the one way that you could run I, it. I just never want to do that ever. I'm actually in agreement with him. If they ever want to not I, kick no. the field goal, yeah. I think their offense is good enough. If it's that, yeah, let's four, just let's get let's set up behind center and, and just go front of play. Yeah, don't exactly. Don't try to don't trick get cute. Them. No, yeah. I do like uh, the idea of Ben doing the uh, the uh, punt. On fourth down, though, every once in a the while, the pooch kick. Yeah, the pooch. I don't like you? that either. I like it. That's a you bad knee hammy. waiting to happen. Nah, nah, nah. He's, it's not, a bad knee waiting to happen. I don't well, want how, nothing what happen. Do? He's just pooching it. I don't want Ben kicking nothing. He's I just, don't want Ben getting long snapped. He's not. And I don't want AB <laughs> catching punts. Oh, I definitely want I AB catching punts. I don't punch. want any of that. I want AB catching punts. No, I punch. don't. I don't. Game changer, Bill. Nope. It's not. Game changer. It's not. By the way, can uh, the powers that be in the uh, bookie world get a line 
out for the uh, game one already, please. It's already out. Is it out? For Mi- minus six. St- Steelers? Yeah. Minus six at Steelers Browns. Yeah. And they have a total? Um, I'm sure they do. I didn't commit it to memory, but. Yeah, I might be able to look that up. Everybody I know <laughs> wants the over in this game, and it's weeks away. Everybody you should know, everybody you know should want the over in every game. Yeah, Mike's right. I'm all year the long. Over all year long. You shouldn't even look you're gonna what win it is. More, you're going to win more it. than you lose. Oh, yeah. It's 88. Okay. Yeah, we're that in. Scoreboard's going to get the over, the over you can live with because you're always rooting. And right. under will put you in the hospital. Unders are tough. Oh, so I hear. Praying for a fumble, two minutes left. <laughs> it's awful. How did they have lines back in April? I didn't realize that. I guess because people like are to degenerates make some moves in April, and then it adjusts as you go, as it always does. Forty-eight is the uh, is for the, the first total. half. Is that just four, for the Steelers? I got, four, I got from my research site. I have forty-six and a half. Really? Well, maybe I'll have to use your uh, research <laughs> site going forward. And, and I got minus five or and a half. we can use mine and use yours and, and then jake we can it. Trim them. <laughs> I'm all for that. All right, Go let's, for the middle. Go for the middle. Let's do a quick break. We'll come back. One more uh, uh, <laughs> segment here with Billy Gardell, who's in studio with us on his way back to California. Yeah, I got 10 more minutes. Yeah. I got to go. And we'll make it golden radio. Don't worry. Golden <laughs> national Radio Day. It is National Radio Day. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Not today it. And it's National <laughs> Bacon Lover's Day. Happy birthday, Mike. Happy birthday, Bill. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, we should have got Bill some bacon. A nah, ba- we could have got him a bacon cake enough. for his birthday. Can't have salt. Bill's can't bacon have sugar. birthday cake. Nothing. All I can do is gamble. That's <laughs> all so I got. I got to whittle down to one. <laughs> well, if you're going to do one thing, do it. With everything you got. That's yeah. the problem. I use all my fun tickets up, and then I can't use any. <laughs> it is. The Browns put out a uh, whatever. A, a, a release? A release. Press, press release. release. <laughs> and it said, note that from here on out, the proper pronunciation of our quarterback's name is Tarod. Tyrod, not Tyrod. Come on, it's Tyrod. No, it's always been Tyrod, and he just kind of let it go. I'd say it's the same thing or as Connor Sherry. Connor Sherry. So we got to worry about that for three and a half weeks. Yeah, about that. Baker Mayfield yeah. looks pretty good. Now that they're pronouncing his name right, he's going to stink. Bill, what are you looking most forward to with the upcoming NFL season? Um, well, I I got to tell you, I, I research. I, yeah, research and development. A lot of that, Mike. A lot of R and D. A lot of research and R and D going on. I'm going uh, the third week of September to Vegas. I take a couple lunatics over there, and we go Friday night, and then Saturday I got a buddy who's a college nut, so he picks all the college games, and we sit in the sports book all day, oh, and then yeah. Sunday we do pros. So I'm looking forward to that. And what sports again, book? Bill? Again, R and D. Because the uh, I like. Um, uh, what's what's the I sports play, book? I play Doesn't a place Caesars out in Henderson. Yeah, Caesars. I play a place out in Henderson called the Green Valley Ranch, and it's a great hidden little gem. It's a locals casino. It's laid back. It's mellow. Great resort. Great sports book. Doesn't have a rouse, but or, no, you're not going to run into yeah. a guy with a nine foot beer going. Do you know where the pirate show is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just locals who know how to quietly gamble and enjoy themselves. <laughs> And uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm always looking forward to Steelers season. I have uh, 
I, I really have, and this is, <laughs> I'm way out in the future, but I really have, I really have my sights set on that December New England game. That's the one I. So does Tomlin, but he's not going to say it this time. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll say it. I, I got my eyes on that, and I and I I hope it matters, and I hope I hope this is the year that enough is enough. I really do. Oh, I'm so sick of him. I hate him. So sick of him. I just I think our defense is uh, going to be playing catch up. Well, it's like Mike said though. I think our offense is so good. All we need is that one defensive play that we're scoring and they're catching up. Hey, they took the ball away a little bit so far in the preseason. A lot. If, if yeah. they, you know, if they're getting burned all the time, but every once in a while come up with a turnover. Well, and they are at least cognizant that that has to be the way they survive. You know, they're not. Setting this up, saying, "Oh, this year we're going to be the '85 Bears." Do you, you know? think it was the Ben "Don't Break" philosophy for so long that kept them so reticent, or that maybe was contributing to a lack of turnovers, or just guys who didn't have a ball hawk I mentality? Just, I think it's just the guys yeah. they had. Yeah, I mean, every defense preaches that, but they they are really emphasizing it to a large degree. And they already Burns had another one on Roethlisberger last night. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. Ben hasn't thrown an interception all camp. Yeah. Is that good or bad? Ben's thrown seven interceptions. I think it's last year's Is show. Is it you- good or bad? <laughs> last year it was bad. <laughs> yeah. I know. That's what slow. I'm saying. Is that's that weird thing. You know, it's that balance. I'd like to see that, actually, because it means they're doing it. We were uh, at the bar toward the end of camp, and a bunch of us uh, were talking about all the interceptions they got. And. Uh, Somebody said, yeah, if they can just get Mason Rudolph and Josh Dobbs to play against them in the regular season, they're going to intercept a lot of passes. But, but it hasn't just been that. It's been you – know, right. Artie Burns has talked about he thinks he knows now how to play it to where he can have the coverage, and then if he really is in great position, go for it. And You know, there are times you try right. to make that play and times you don't. Right. When you're sacking the quarterback, there's try- times – you try to hammer the ball out, and times you try to just get them on the ground, and it kind of depends on how it plays out. And they're, they think they're starting to figure that stuff out now. Of course, I'm, what are they going to say? We have no clue. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really I, hoping that uh, we have a pleasant surprise in the linebacking this year, because a, a good pass rush can hide a bad secondary. It can, and turnovers and sacks can erase a lot of yards allowed. Yes, sir, it can. So. So you're going back to L.A. right now? Actually, no. I'm going down uh, to Florida for a couple of days to be with my dad and mm-hmm. see him and hang out and sneak him some Popeye's chicken when nobody's cool. looking. Right on. And then, uh, and then I'm going back out to California after that. You got to so. look out for that, that uh, red tide they got down there right now. Do you see that? Yeah, I heard what? it's awful. Everything in Florida is dying in the water because they have one of those, you know. Algae blooms. Where the water's algae red. Bloom. Yeah. It's that just doesn't everything. smell great either, I heard. It's just bad. It's just it, Florida is a retention pond. It is just a giant retention pond. Well, it's funny. Takes him for breeze with you, Bo. <laughs> you you once called it the do-over state, it which I thought was like state. such a great. You've ruined your life somewhere else. <laughs> Come here and get into real estate. <laughs> <laughs> there was uh, there's a community down outside of uh, Broward County, and I can't remember the name of it. Something Beach, and their mayor and city council. <laughs> We're having a public uh, uh. Um, meeting of some sort, and this is what it degenerated uh, into at some point. This was the mayor uh, of the town speaking with one of the county commissioners. Was it getting my sphincter bleached? Yep. <laughs> you know, was what? it getting my Man, sphincter bleached? Go. Is that what I earn my income for? Probably. Oh, okay. Now that would be you and your family business. 
Oh my God! What what happened? Congratulations, congratulations, congratulations! Sphincter bleaching is a very up and coming business. That's right. That's what I do, right? Uh huh. That's your best Well, you want to make a personal commissioner? We'll make it personal all day long. You know, Bill. It is a growth industry. Like I said, but it's really hard to advertise. (laughs) When the coral reefs began to bleach yeah you know i thought that was bad but now sphincters i mean we have to stop we're global done. warming we're yeah done. we have to stop Pack global your warming. stuff yeah. we're done uh no look uh, <laughs> it's this is the level of discourse everywhere that's really not fair to just florida now everybody no. feels like okay yeah. to just yeah they, bullying is the new there's black. no decency no yeah i no. know somewhere when i see those people I, I say you know somewhere in your family somebody told you not to act like that you've just <laughs> forgotten Somewhere, yep. your grandma, your grandfather, somebody, some decent person in your life said, hey, don't act like that. Cut that <laughs> it's in there. Cut that out. Cut that out. What's the matter with you? I didn't even realize you had a Clash shirt on today. I did today. Sporting your Clash gear. I like it. All right, so what's TV looking like for you going forward here? What's what? What's your TV schedule? Uh, my TV schedule is I'm going back to uh, L.A. and then I will do, I think I'm doing an episode of Young Sheldon the first week of September. Still haven't bumped him off yet, huh? Huh? You haven't bumped off Young Sheldon yet. What do you mean? To prevent him from growing up to becoming He wants you to do a Back to the Future thing. Yeah. Oh, where I go do timelines. Yeah. No, I haven't done that yet. Yeah. I'm just a redneck who knocks on the door once in a while. Oh, yeah, <laughs> can I ask you something, Fred? And uh, it's a lot of fun to do that show. And then um, I got a little I ha- thing dude, cooking. I, haven't, I told I haven't... you. Netflix. We'll see what happens with that. You're all over the place on uh, the Mike and Molly reruns. Yes, thank God. <laughs> they are everywhere. Syndication. Thank God. Thank God. Uh, that was cool when uh, the uh, Jay Leno gave you the uh, the nod on his uh, WTF That was very interview. cool. Very, very cool. Very honored by that. You were telling me he's got so many cars. Uh, What's with the comics in the cars right now? It seems to be a very hot trend. Oh, why? Who else is doing it? Well, Jerry Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Comedians in cars getting coffee. Right, okay. But those aren't his cars. Patty's like, you could have one. That's it. (laughs) One. She goes, you can go over and look at Jay's cars, but you're only allowed to have one. Who are your friends? Do you hang out with people? Like comics or I mostly? Jerry. Yeah. Uh, Brogan and I work together all the time. Oh, yeah, Always at Comedy Magico. Uh, Billy Gardell. I, like. oh, yeah, I work yeah. with a nice lot of... Guy. Yeah. yeah, great guy. Yeah. Really funny guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Come on. Guy that did the Tonight Show for 30 years. Come on. Just dropping your name. That's so cool. That's kind of cool. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done. Billy Gardell! <laughs> Have a safe flight, man. Say hi I to your dad. I love you guys Is so your dad much. listening right now? You. Yes, he probably is. Hey, Mr. Gardell! Hey, Mr. Gardell! What are you doing? I'm on my way, brother. Hey! <laughs> Good talking to you, Mr. Gardell. <laughs> the age of cell phones, we talked to best. your dad through the radio. The <laughs> remember, remember we had the James Bond debate? That was the best. Oh, on yeah. The air. Oh, yeah. He's we're probably right. talking back He's right texting now. He's yelling at the radio. He's yelling at the computer, which Who's he thinks guy? is the radio. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> Connery? Connery. Yeah. And I said, me and my son have decided daniel craig so daniel a, craig's really good it's a raging debate in our house i think your Elvis dad would be right on be this good one bond i just want him to you're a sean connery nah. and i love craig but he's daniel, not have you read the books no daniel craig is james bond how's he feel about a black james bond he's on it yeah he digs it i, I, I think Eldris is gonna be great 
If for no other reason than it pisses off all the white supremacists, I would be very, very yeah. happy for that yeah. to happen. No, he's just, that guy's an intense, great actor. He's a great British actor. Oh, yeah. I think he'll be, and I think it's time. I think it'll be really good. Yeah. But I still think Daniel Craig is, I've read those books, because my dad's been a Bond freak forever, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you, Daniel Craig is the closest they've ever gotten. He, there's a coldness just straight to straight up assassin. Uh, uh, that's what I'm saying, and that's how he's written in the books. Mm-hmm. They made him more debonair, but he yeah. was a. You know, and they even actually use those from Casino Royale, the book "Blunt Instrument" is how he's described, and they even brought that in with Dame Judy saying that about him. That had to be refined enough to be put in a suit and taught to be a spy, and he got that right. I think. Right. And, yeah, because a lot mm-hmm. of the other Bonds, it was like he was avoiding would-be attackers or like defending yeah, himself. No. Where th- this Bond, he's just going he out has, and killing He people. has to restrain himself from not <laughs> smashing somebody with a sink. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. Well, hopefully one day you'll be able to be Bond. Yeah, that's it. About 190 pounds and I'll be Bond. I always want to like to bend the guy. Very bald. You know, yeah. Thunderbush, <laughs> that giant head. I got a new. I, I always wanted to be the bull, the the uh, weapons guy. That would have been oh, a Q, Q to be Q. And I'll tell you who I love the most is Q. To be honest, is John Cleese. Remember Cleese for, sure. for Pierce Bronson. Yeah, Cleese was Q. Yeah. Oh, double oh seven. Cleese is the best. I always liked him. So. Well, maybe you and Joey O'Connell can. Me and O'Connell, Bond and Q. Hey, yeah. Bell. I got a watch here that'll cut through a fence. It's got a laser in it. This looks like a travel tressimate. Hey, look, it ain't hey, look it's, it's a, a stealer watch, and when the ball hits two, that's uh, that means it's gonna blow up. This watch will cut through a fence. We can go swimming at Sandcastle after it closes. You know what we should do? You know how we did, we did the Pittsburgh Theater like we did the, the Yinzer Mountain. All James Bond. We should do me and O'Connell as Bond and Q. Double O, my God. <laughs> What's your name? Bond. What's Bond. he galore? Jimmy Bond. <laughs> I know your brother. Yeah. <laughs> the Greenfield Bonds. Oh, yeah. I know your aunt. <laughs> they never get done at committing any crimes. They just talk about all the people they had no in common. Big Jim's. <laughs> Can we get you a drink? Yeah, I'll take an imp and an iron. <laughs> <laughs> shake, that's, don't, that's shake his, that. don't shake that. Don't shake that. Don't shake that. All right. <laughs> all right, I got to go. Go catch your plane. I love you all. Love Thank you. Back, you. It's always good to see you. I'll talk to you. Can I call tomorrow or not? Yeah. Just forget I get my time today. Yeah. All right, I'll call tomorrow. No. See you How many times have I told you? You want like to pick, be a nuisance, you, you want to pick up the paintbrush and paint the fence? I don't want to be a nuisance. Go right ahead. I don't want to be a nuisance. Dude, you're not a nuisance. Never. I'm Bond. Jimmy Bond. Remember that Steelers cruise that I was going to Bill wanted get, to get married get on the Steelers married cruise. On? What? <laughs> well, there was a Steelers cruise, and I go, I'll it's get every married year. on that cruise. <laughs> and Randy's like, why would you do that? And I'm like, because... Why wouldn't I, I do that? I mean, I, what's a better story? I get married at Phipps Conservatory, or, <laughs> you know, Franco marries us. I'm like, this is a way better story. But I just remember leading up to that, I think Heinz Ward was getting on the boat, and he had, like, a pool raft. He's like, I'm not, I don't know, you know, if this ship <laughs> I sinks, go I got, I'm, I'm coming prepared. I'm like, that's not going to work. That's He's good. like, I saw Titanic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Just one plank. None of them wood. brought noodles. That's why. <laughs> Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Great to hang with Billy there for a little while. So and great. Uh, awesome yeah, he'll see. call back in tomorrow, so that's nice. Safe travels, Bill. Valerie, what do you got going on? Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. It's 11. It's 65 degrees at DVE. I'm Val Porter. A man is facing a possible life sentence after being convicted of sexually assaulting a woman on board a plane. That assault happened on an overnight Spirit Airlines flight from Vegas to Detroit in January. The 22-year-old victim said she woke up to Prabhu Ramamurthy's hand down her pants and her pants and shirt ah. unbuttoned. Ramamurthy was convicted of sexual abuse on board an aircraft last week. The 35-year-old could be sentenced to up to life in prison. However, if he does ever end up getting out from behind bars, he'll be deported back to his native India. Football fan day at WVU may or may not take place due to hand, foot, and mouth disease, (laughs) which is spreading through, I think, the Mets and maybe one other baseball team. What is that? I think it's what used to be called hoof and mouth disease. Yeah. And what was Uh, that? I don't know. Some gross thing that you get look it up google it google it right now (laughs) the event was canceled over the weekend after a handful of players contracted the disease no new date has been announced that disease usually lasts about 10 days the mountaineers open up the season a week from saturday against tennessee but that is right now (laughs) Ooh. Hand, foot, and mouth. Why did you tell me to do that and why did i do it making a resurgence what does it look like bill nasty I'm not showing you. Is it all over your hand? Foot, all and over mouth? your gums and yeah, it's it's. What does it look it's like? It's on your hoof. On your hoof, on your paw. Ew. It it looks absolutely disgusting. What is that on their feet? That's somebody's photoshopped. Oh, uh, someone photoshopped a <laughs> mouth onto the feet. It okay. looks uh, it looks leprosy ish. Yeah, it's not fatal. No, it lasts about ten days. They okay, said. Good. So. It looks like a, an awful, awful rash, and it can be on your hand or in your mouth or on your feet. Okay. Are Are you curious about your significant other's sexual history? 18% of people say they don't want to know anything. Yeah, you just God, don't Serena ask, don't wants tell. all the receipts. <laughs> She wants to do an IRS audit. No, thanks. <laughs> 53% say they want to know every last detail. Top five things we want to know about. 56% say they want to know how many people. 40... What's the number? Okay, how many they, people they've had sex with. 40% want to know how many people they've dated. As far as any crazy, freaky well, that's stuff. A way different number. Right. <laughs> I mean, if you date somebody, is that one date? You dated them? I don't say date unless you were actually doing it. I went on a d- <laughs> What? <laughs> like, I don't consider yeah. it dating unless you're actually romantically yeah. involved. Unless you got some skin in the you, game. Otherwise, you went on some dates. That's, That's different. Right. But um, I've also found that the, the uh, definition of dating varies wildly between men and women. Well, I was going to ask you that. Do women feel the same way? Or is if you, like, oh, we if dated for a while. If a woman slept with you and you met her one night, she would be like, yeah, we dated. Oh. That's how she would characterize it. Right? Uh, I mean, I never did I that, but I would say here? that's a hookup. Yeah, it's yeah. not dating. Yeah. But they want to characterize it differently because it, it looks better. Well, did it start as a date? 
and then turn into that? Or was it just know. like a Tinder thing? You'd have to ask the girls that are doing this. Is she like, date me, date me, date me? <laughs> oh, date me so hard. <laughs> <laughs> so for the crazy, freaky sex stuff, 30% want to know all the details about that. Yeah. I mean, this is this is bad. No, there is nobody who who has enough, like... I don't need restraint, I guess, to just take in the information and just like, oh, good, I'm just going to store it and not use it against you in any sort of resentful way. 23% want to hear any embarrassing or funny sex stories. 22% want to know <laughs> if you've been involved in any multiple partner situations. That's maybe just for like a disease. For like, your safety. Yeah. Are there orgies in the past that we need to <laughs> talk about? The survey also found 84% of people in long-term relationships say they have talked about at least one of those things. Yeah, I don't need to hear any of that stuff. That's fine. None of it? No. I just don't think any good comes from it. Unless there's a reason to talk about right, it. Right, right. Then it's kind of like the disclosures when you're selling a house. Like, if you've had black mold at some point, you got to report that. I mean, on a much more uh, innocent <laughs> level, even just talking about the dynamics of former relationships is a bad thing, I think. Because it can only get you in trouble. Really? Like, yeah, if you're like, oh, well, you know, when I was dating so-and-so... They always made they, me ma- lunch. Yeah, or they <laughs> always made me, or they got mad when this, or whatever. You just, there's right. no point in bringing it up. No, you can't. Tactically, it's a bad move. All right. You don't think? I don't know. You don't I care. mean, I always look at it as like, hey, unless you're a teenager, you've been with other people. Yeah. You dated, dated other people. You have some history. I know, but if Tim was sitting there talking about like his exes, Run, and, like, running yeah. down his list, <laughs> right? You'd be like, "Whoa, that's a little bit longer of a list than I initially had thought." <laughs> Let's dig in a little bit. Well, we all know. Have you started like printing off the computer, like one of those like dot matrix, <laughs> 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 like right, one of the like guys it. reading the horse race like <laughs> thing starts ticker yeah. tape. <laughs> You just won a game at Dave and Buster's and it's just spitting out tickets. <laughs> 250. Uh, we all know wine improves with age, but apparently Florida senior citizens who drink wine, uh, maybe they improve with age or not. I don't know. An 81-year-old woman, Mary Ellen Stewart, walking around carrying a box of Franzia Sunset Blush. <laughs> Parked herself on a bench in front of a St. Petersburg hospital one morning last week. Witnesses said she was plowing through the box at a rapid clip. And by the time police arrived, uh, she had completely stripped naked. And they watched as she held the box of wine over her head and started drinking from the spout. Impressive. (laughs) Holding it like John Cusack and say anything? Yes. Naked, 81. Oh, man. Woman. But see, she's smart. She put herself right across the street from a hospital. Right. Smart. She reportedly tried to elude elude officers by pointing the spout and trying to squirt them with the wine. (laughs) You'll Uh, never take me alive, coppers. She was taken into custody. She has no prior record. What's her sexual history? Yeah, we need to know that. So I'm not sure if she just celebrating in the retirement village got a little went a little too far the first time i was dating a gentleman gentleman i met at ellis island <laughs> we had just immigrated yesterday was that was ne- considered dating back then <laughs> emigrating together we you, dated for a while got citizenship uh yesterday I took his name. it was easier to spell it was just it wasn't a, we didn't marry or anything 
Yesterday was National Potato Day. Well, God, uh, thanks for telling me now. A new survey about <laughs> our love of French fries and potato chips. Less than 1% do not like fries. So pretty much everybody. Yeah, everyone. How do you not like fries you of can, some sort? You have to. I've got a pretty good mind trick going right now where I'm not eating fries. What is what? it? <laughs> I have myself convinced they're poison. Them and chicken wings. They're like the greatest <laughs> things ever. When I see them, I'm like doing this. Like when I used to sit, when I tried to quit smoking, I just thought the word cancer. Every time I wanted a cigarette, I just started saying cancer. Like cancer. Nope. That's just cancer. What if cancer. you eat baked fries? I'm all right with eating fries once in a while, but I get on a fry kick and then I'm just oh, eating yeah. fries on the side of everything and then it's just, it's no bueno. Right. Then you're going to all the fast food restaurants and just ordering fries? Yes. Curly fries, the most popular type by survey. Totally disagree. Wow. Me too. Really? I mean, I like the curly fry. They're, they're, yeah, but they're, I'll they're, eat them if that's what it's only available. Yeah. That's like outside of the Fry family. That's like Frankenberry to no, the Captain no, Crunch. No, well, isn't. wait a minute. Then what is the deviation that's still or considered a fry? Uh, Shoestring? Shoestring. It's a fry. Yeah. Okay. As it's soon as you fry. put Old Bay on it, it's something else. As soon as you put Do, seasoning on it, it's something else. As soon think. as you what put about? it on a curler. Regular salted French fries. That's it. That's it. I'm a very black and white guy when it comes to, to well, the French Well, who died and made you fry king? <laughs> it's my world! Uh, curly fries followed by the standard cut. Then it's waffle fries. Ugh. Which you both hate, Which and you're wrong, but, you know, go ahead. Uh, let's eat offensive potatoes. Potato wedges. <laughs> I do love potato wedges. I don't. They are you pretty bite good. See, the, how do you not like waffle fries, but you like potato because wedges? Because there's more meat in a potato wedge. I, can you stop calling it meat? <laughs> potato meat. <laughs> That's not a thing. It's potato. I mean, with the waffle fries. There's more fry, potato in the potato. There's, it's too much surface and not enough juice in the potato. I don't. In the fry. I'll, I mean, I. Uh, the potato wedge is just too much girth there. It's way too girthy. They should. That's like something you would eat with pot roast, right? Like outside of uh, Thanksgiving, in where you do wedges. the. Yeah, but there's not enough crispy area. On you, a potato wedge? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is. No, there's not. In a, on a fry, it's, it's skinnier, so you get those four sides of crispy and a little potato on the inside. Because a little potato is all you need, and it's really about the crunch. Less is more. Why aren't potato chips soft? Because people want the crunch. Wow. People like that the crunch. Disgusting. And it Sweet would be disgusting. Potato fries are next, then crinkle cut, shoestring, and this is not really a fry, tater tots. It is a fry product. I mean a potato product. Crinkle cut absolutely has to be cooked right. If it's under an undercooked crinkle cut fry Limp. is one of the saddest fries out there. Too that much. fry is depressed. A lot of weight on it. Shoestring it's soggy. It falls apart when you pick it up. Shoestrings shoe shoe have to be a little crisp. If you leave them a little yeah. soggy, then you're, right. you're SOL. I love now, the shoestrings. Do you like the fries with the skin on? What is that? Is that the kind like the potato Wendy's, skin? Wendy's new fries? Like with the end has the skin on, or eh. maybe you get a side. What skin are we talking about? Is side that, fry. Are we talking about like <laughs> like the dirty O fries? Yeah, yeah probably like I think, fresh I think cut. I got some skin on a fry there that had nothing to do with a potato. <laughs> Like the potato patch fries, don't, don't they just God, jam the potato right down in that? Phew. Yeah, yeah. So I know it's what like, you're talking about. yeah. So you get yeah, some potato skin on there. patch. Yeah, those are good. 
Those are carnival real fries, like real old school carnival fries, are the best. The best. Served by a real carny? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with a few missing teeth. The guy teeth. with seven neck tattoos and the, no teeth. The guy who was just working the roller coaster the, the day before and he's doing the fries today. Tuesdays uh, I do fries. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's still has our favorite fast food fries. 30% of the vote there. Arby's is second, which they have the, the, the curly, curly fries. Fry. Yep. Then it's five guys. Pretty good. Oh Bag of fries. Dude, I feel like we have fry talk once a week. I know. I don't know why, but it's delicious. Chick-fil-A and then Wendy's. We got to stop. No more fry talk. All right. How about chips? Because no. it's potato day. Chip talk. Uh, Lay's is uh, the number one. Are follow- the Koch brothers funding potatoes or something? <laughs> like we've, We're talking about no, potatoes you know what? way too often. Fry talk. This is chip chat. Yes. All Go right. ahead. <laughs> Pringles, which I don't even consider a chip. Dude, it's what? like a, How do you it's like, that a chip? it's like the it's like the fake mashed potatoes of potato chips to me. Why? I don't know. It just has a weird consistency. Because of its shape. It's, who, who hurt you? It's, <laughs> <laughs> like the wow, the baked lays. It's just a weird. Thing. I don't know what it is. Oh, but they're so good. Once you pop, you can't stop. Yeah, dude, I like I like them a lot. And Ruffles is number three. Ruffles with the ridges. No, this is not fry talk. This is potato talk. All right, that's fine. But I like a good kettle chip, and I like Mm -hmm. a plain one, and I also like a good salt and vinegar potato chip, like malt vinegar. Got to be careful with those kettle chips, though. It'll dice up the top of your mouth. I like it. I like it a lot. Fries are our favorite way to eat potatoes, but just barely mashed potatoes, a close second, followed by baked hash browns and then uh, potato salad. What's the best meat? To go with a potato, a steak, not turkey. Well, mashed potatoes. Mm. I think mm-hmm. turkey, turkey and turkey gravy might outdo like a pot roast beef well, gravy. You would eat turkey and a baked potato? I'll do whatever I want to. <laughs> <laughs> Open turkey sandwich with gravy all over everything, there the fries, I everything. Definitely have made mashed potatoes for dinner and just eaten. Mashed potatoes? Yeah. <laughs> my mom used to make... Potato, put it I've in the glass. Got it what? Stuck a straw in there. <laughs> my mom used to make a big vat of gravy with like beef gravy. Yeah, and, uh, real like, gravy. Onion. Yeah, and then you just put it on potatoes. like poor man's like, Irish uh, or whatever, the shepherd's, shepherd's pie. Shepherd's pie, yeah. And there would be two vats on the stove. And, the, you know, because everyone had different practice times. Yeah. All, you know, six kids playing three sports. And you would just two big dollops like you're in prison, throw them in the microwave, sit down and eat a volcano of beef, (laughs) which was, by the way, my nickname (laughs) in high school. Volcano of beef. (laughs) The beef volcano. Oh, he's going to (laughs) run. Everybody run. Uh, Aerosmith will do something tonight the band has not done since 1994, and that's perform on the MTV Video Music Awards at Radio City Music Hall in New York. The five members of Aerosmith have a combined age of 337. Oh, my God. And uh, probably all of them could be grandfathers to some of the other artists that will be on the show. This is Aerosmith's fourth performance on the show, which awarded the group 10 Moon Man trophies between 1990 and 1998. They're not far from a, just a mashed potato strictly diet. They might have more makeup 
in their dressing room than any other act. <laughs> they might, might have the most poundage. Of, yeah. Do you think Steven Tyler has, it's his real hair? Uh, I'll tell you this much. I, I don't know tell. how it's it, a lo- bunch of curly it looks fries. like it's like soft hair, not like the brittle yeah. old man hair. That's why I want to know. It's very He's luxurious. probably a horse's mane or something that he threw up there at some point when he was hanging with all those bro country dudes those, down in Nashville. All those <laughs> other guys definitely have their real hair. Joe Perry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, judging from the Today Show video from last week, but I would just, well, looking at Steven Tyler, I was like, I wonder if those are like extensions or... Probably. Because it looks so yeah. great. I'm, I'm envious a little bit of his hair. I bet he looks like Mr. Burns naked. <laughs> <laughs> He's so skinny. Well, one, like so with, skinny. with underwear yeah. that are real baggy. Oh, one yeah. year, he was, yeah. Remember he was hosting for a couple seasons, he was hosting um, American, Idol. American Idol, and after one of the uh, the auditions, I remember him like stripping down to his underwear and jumping in some pool or oh something God, really? where they were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was uh, it was a sight. It was just as you'd imagine it. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, Val is Googling that Yep. immediately. Did you find it? No, not yet. She put that into the Google machine. She, she did the, the Brett Ernst on that. Google it right now. Um, while I'm looking uh, for that, forecast today, partly sunny, but still. Google it right now. Uh, a slight <laughs> chance of showers and 80 for the high. <laughs> it's loading. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. He wears uh, boxer briefs. Yeah, he... he, he how, like, how skinny just, does he look, though? Well, like pr- like a praying mantis trying to get away? Commercial. There's like a 20-minute commercial. Kind of. He has... Uh, Huge nipples. Yeah. Yeah, he's got pepperonis. Big old salamis. <laughs> now... Well, yep. I mean, dude, I got to say, he looks pretty fit. He's, for, he's, he's not nearly as like, uh, I thought he would look like something from the, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, yeah, because that's what he looks like with his clothes on. Yeah. he j- Yeah, with his clothes off, he just looks. Oh, yeah, that guy couldn't wear boxers. He'd be playing Damn. hacky sack all day. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do a commercial break. We went way over. He's knock-kneed, too. Whoops, he just mooned the camera. Randy Jackson didn't take off his clothes and run alongside him. Yo, dog, let's double dip. (laughs) It must be his real hair because he would never go in there, dive in that pool with a wig on. Unless he had Maury's wigs. It's a little itchy, dog. Mike's got sports when we return. Buckos pitching stellar. Not so stellar at the plate this weekend, though. Couldn't get the offense going. Uh, that and an update on the Steelers' family fun night last night. Is that what it was called? Uh, also, Matt Family Will- Fest? Family Fest. And Matt Williamson uh, coming up. Not Williamson. Will- yeah, Williamson from uh, SNR. That's Steelers Nation Radio. We'll talk a little bit about what's going on with the black and gold and a look around the division. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuit has got a sports update for you right now on DVE. Mike. Pirates host the Braves for the first of three tonight at PNC Park. Chris Archer will be making his 21st start of the season and his fourth with the Pirates. He is 1-0 thus far with two no decisions, and he has not, uh, as of yet, been the innings eater that uh, he had been prior to arriving here in Pittsburgh. Uh, But uh, four and a third in his first start against St. Louis. Five in his lone victory thus far against Colorado, and then five in his last start uh, last Wednesday at Minnesota. I actually thought he pitched better than 
his line would indicate in that game, five innings, six hits, four runs, all of them earned, no walks, and seven strikeouts. Sometimes those hits have a way of falling in even on a good pitch. Although sometimes you get lucky and you end up with a better result than you deserve. But uh, I'm smelling a big game out of Chris Archer tonight. Good. That's not what you smell, and I apologize. <laughs> if that uh, game, in fact, materializes, it would Archer. keep the ball rolling. The Pirates beat the Cubs 2-1 to one in 11 innings yesterday. They allowed one run in all four games. The Cubs managed a solo homer, and that is all they managed in four straight games. Pirates only got five runs in the series, so uh, two and two is probably how it should have worked out. But but uh, you've been pounding that drum all morning, Mike, and that's a great point to make because that lineup is ridiculous. Yeah, and if the pitching is good, that should be sustainable in terms of winning a whole lot more than you lose. They're only 63-62, and 62 and uh, they might be too far back at nine in the division and five and a half out in the wild card with uh, more than one team to catch. but If they have a monster week right now and can make a little bit of a dent in that, and then in the first week of September, go further into it. I mean, this is it. Now they have to play like... They can't be streaky. They have to be solid all the way. Then they might make it a little interesting in September, but I think the larger point that they were trying to achieve is going to be achieved, and that's regaining an interest in this team going forward into next year. Yeah, I think uh, you're uh, you're on point on that. Uh, crowds are starting to come back, although it's tough when it's a Chicago series because there are so many Cubs fans. Hotels were jam-packed downtown this weekend. But they got uh, 21-7 Thursday night, 24-2 Friday night, 35-1 Saturday night, wow. and uh, 24-2 yesterday afternoon. And they're putting a team out there. The, the, the team you see now is probably – going to be the team next year with a couple of changes but the, the majority of it the core of it mm-hmm. uh, both on the mound and on the field is what you're going to see next year and i think what they did at the deadline gave the fans permission to come back to the park and you know they i think they heard the fans yeah and you know based on what was going on before that they, they had lost all credibility and trust and there's still a lot of that out there but they're they're getting back some credibility and uh, it's fun. Uh, th- th- that was a, a a very interesting series. All four of those games. Crazy the way that worked out, though. A solo home run in each game, accounting for all of their runs. All the Cubbies runs. Hmm. It's nuts. The genius Joe Madden told him, "Go up there, hit a home run." Four times they listened to him. Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> He's a jackass. Guy is insufferable. Mm. I don't root. Four people in my business, but I reserve the right to, <laughs> to root against well, people. Duly noted. He's on the list. Steelers were at Heinz Field last night. Uh, family fest. Uh, they've been uh, doing this recently, uh, having a practice at Heinz Field. And last- I thought this was originally that the family of the Steelers form a team and play. And I thought this should draw <laughs> 20,000, 30,000 people. <laughs> they, they said it was nearly 20. Oh, okay. I don't know if that was a ambitious estimate or not, but... Uh, Mike Tomlin talked afterward about how uh, last night being one of those mile markers that you pass in a preseason uh, on the way to a regular season that will be here before we know it. The sand is running through the hourglass. Uh, This process that we've gone through started way back uh, in phase one in the spring, and uh, you you sense the finality of it as we close in on the last two weeks. You know, we're 90 trying to become 53, so there's urgency associated with that. 
And you heard the fireworks going off in the background. Yeah. Can't have a, a Pittsburgh event at night without fireworks. With Katy Perry singing a song about fireworks. They had Frisbee dogs, too. I, I love Frisbee dogs. I love Frisbee dogs. I didn't see one take a dump this year, so that's uh, <laughs> a change from last year. Well, you might see it happen at Heinz Field a lot this year, so <laughs> glad it didn't happen yesterday. Hope there's not a dog named Artie running around. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Sean, are you hurt again? Matt Williamson is going to join us when we come back from SNR, Steelers Nation Radio, Dynasty Blueprint, and uh, Locked On NFL podcasts, which are uh, all-encompassing NFL podcasts. We're, we're going to take a little bit of a look around the division right now when we come back, that is. Baltimore say. stinks. Mm-hmm. Cleveland stinks. Cincinnati stinks. All right. No need for the segment. <laughs> Randy Bauman in the DV Morning Show on your home of the Pittsburgh Steelers, 102.5 DVE from Steelers Nation Radio. Matt Williamson joining us right now. Good morning, Matt. How are you, man? I am fantastic. How are you? Doing great. All right. Well, yep. are you over all of the excitement from Family Fest? Have you have you calmed down now? <laughs> yeah, I think I've settled down a little. After four hours of being on the radio about it, I, I think I can handle it now. All right, so uh, our takeaway from last night is, uh, Mike was just saying, the first time that we see Ben and James Washington try to hook up with one another. Extensive. It, with any, yes, okay. Uh, so that that is uh, pretty exciting, and, and fans are wanting to see the performance they saw from James Washington this past Thursday, but that timing with uh, your starting quarterback and working with the ones, it's going to take a little bit of time. What did, you, what did you see as far as his ability to assimilate to the top tier on the Steelers' offense? I have very few worries about it, and it, it shocks me that it took him that long to even get in that conversation. I think when they drafted him, they viewed him as more of a project, more of a um, you know a, a massive jump, and we're seeing this with Rudolph, a massive jump in scheme and style of play from what they did in college to the NFL. But immediately, I mean, this young guy, minicamp, OTAs, every time you watch, certainly in the games, he makes big play after big play. And, you know, I thought he was a first-round player to begin with, and he's looking like that more and more. I'm really excited about him. And I think he can be, you know, how I've been describing him is I think initially he'll be Sammy Coates before Sammy messed up his hand, where, okay, we're just going to line you up on the opposite side of A-B. You'll see tons of single coverage, and we'll throw you jump balls or, you know, deep downfield stuff. But I think he has the ability to do way more than that and much, much sooner than a guy like Coates or Brian. You mentioned uh, Rudolph a second ago, and uh, he had another one of those plays last night where it looked like he was going to throw, and then he tried to pull the ball back, and he ended up fumbling it forward. Uh, He's not real secure with the football, is he? No, that's clearly a problem. I mean, I'm still high on him, don't get me wrong, but there's been a couple things – since he's arrived that I think are concerning and that absolutely is one of them is ball security in the pocket uh, as well as you know through some picks to his arm strength to me isn't quite as good as I thought it was you know like when he tries to drive the ball it it hangs up there a little bit and and if that and that doesn't mean that he can't you know be a starter in this league but his anticipation and his timing and accuracy have to be better than Ben's or Matthew Stafford's or somebody that can drive the ball in there later in the play. And what we're seeing from Rudolph now 
and this isn't surprising, but he's he's not playing fast enough. He's not processing fast enough. You know, it's a perfect example of should I throw it? Should I not? Uh, I mean, it needs to be decisive now, and it has to come out quick. Kind of like the one Ben threw to James Washington last night in the end zone, and Washington forgot to look back for the ball. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, this stuff happens quick. You know, it, you, you have to anticipate where you're going to be as opposed to, okay, he's open in the Big 12 against bad defenses. Now I'm going to let it go. On the other side of the ball, Daniel McCullers is someone that huge can come out of nowhere. Uh, he, <laughs> I mean, it's been a couple of years in the making here, but he appears to finally be grasping what's necessary to make a contribution for this defense. He is. I'm cautiously optimistic. I mean, I've taken the cheese on this guy before. and Yeah, so have I. I'm not taking it this time. <laughs> I don't want to, but I mean, he played 13 snaps last year, and even though pretty much the entire defensive line was hurt and you're playing the biggest run offense in the league, they still didn't have him active against Jacksonville. So, yes, he very well could have flipped the switch, and he's absolutely making plays, and he's going to make the team because there is not a sixth defensive lineman really else in the mix. And I also think it's noteworthy. I mean, Coach Mitchell's a phenomenal defensive line coach, but he teaches, you know, with the whip. I mean, he was a hard guy. And I wonder if just a different coaching style from the position coach has worked better for McCullers in this instance because he looks a lot better, that's for sure. He's far from perfect, but, I mean, he's certainly flashing. Let's just leave it at that. And he's going to make the team, and he'll get an opportunity. Uh, Matt Williamson, our guest right now from SNR, also a member of the crew of Dynasty Blueprint and Locked On NFL Podcast. Let's go around the division a little bit, Matt. Cleveland Browns sure. this year. Uh, Baker Mayfield looks like he might be a lot more ready for the NFL than Johnny Manziel ever was, just from the early indications. Tarod Taylor probably going to start things off up there. How much better are the Browns going to be this year? Couldn't be much worse. A huge key, and this is why Tyrod Taylor was brought in, is just the turnover ratio. I mean, they almost spotted their opponent two turnovers a game. I mean, they were minus 1.75 turnovers per game, you know, throughout the course of the year. You just can't win that way. And despite popular belief, Tyrod Taylor is the most conservative guy with the football in the entire league, including Alex Smith. So just that fact in coming back to the mean and not giving the ball away at a record pace will certainly help. And I do think Mayfield is surreal. Every time I watch him, I like him more and more. They have an awful lot of talent, but they weren't devoid of talent last year either. I mean, I thought that was a four-win roster, a five-win roster. I still think they're amongst the worst coach teams in the league. How did that guy keep his job? That's just amazing to me. (laughs) It's mind-boggling. I mean... To take it a step further, like, I thought Hugh Jackson, you know, Kaiser didn't play well, obviously. But he got the least help from his coaching staff and scheme and the way he handled the quarterback position, maybe of any, anyone in the league. And to do that to a rookie, I mean, a second-round guy like that, is coaching malpractice. I yeah, mean, and to, to your me, point, Matt, he, to your yeah. point, Kaiser looked uh, different the other night, didn't he? Yeah, I bet he's doing cartwheels to get out of there. You know, like playing in Green Bay in that system with that staff. Yeah, right. You know, and I'm not getting jerked around in and out of the lineup. I'm not asked to, you know, they scheme up some things there as opposed to, hey, my outside guys have to just win one on one, and your receivers weren't good enough to do that in Cleveland. And another real coaching example of 
what are they doing in Cleveland, is Greg Williams on defense, they played their base 3-4 almost two-thirds of their snaps, which is crazy. I mean, in today's NFL, you're in sub-package two-thirds of your snaps. They played their base 3-4 way, way more than any other team in the league. And you're probably sitting there thinking, going, well, weren't they just losing late in games and people were running, running on them? Yeah, it's sort of true, but even in the first half, like, they line up with their base 3-4 against three wide receivers. Like, that's 1985 stuff. Uh, Matt Williamson with us. Okay, let's uh, move to the Bengals. George Ioloka being uh, released uh, this past week, but I have not paid a lick of attention to what's going on with the Bengals besides that. Neither are people in Cincinnati. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I might pick them to go to the wild card. I think they have a very good... Young defense, guys like William Jackson and Carl Lawson that aren't household names, I think could really be disruptive. And Geno Atkins is still a star. And their offensive line is now not terrible. And I think Joe Mixon can be a foundation back. And they have weapons. And Eifert and Ross are both healthy. I think they're very limited because of their quarterback situation. But I could see that being eight or nine win team in a terrible AFC all right, and uh, lastly, the Baltimore Ravens. Same as always, in a way, in that they're very well coached, good defense, exceptional special teams, as always. They have more weapons than they have had, that's for sure. All these Flacco reports are crazy. I, I don't know if I should trust them or not, but I think he's been a not-starting-quarterback caliber player, but apparently he's playing better. I, I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not buying that. Right. All right, Matt Matt Williamson from SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Also, you can check him out on Dynasty Blueprint and Locked On NFL Podcast. Matt, thanks for your time this morning. Appreciate it, man. No problem. Anytime. All righty. We'll see you. Billy Gardell. Thanks to Bill. He'll be on the show again tomorrow. I like that. Steelers-Titans, Saturday, August 25th. Football's back on DVE. Steelers will return to Pittsburgh and take on the Tennessee Titans. Their third preseason game of the season coverage begins at noon. Leading up to the 4 o'clock kickoff. Thank God, a 4 o'clock kickoff. On your radio home for the Steelers, WDVE. Also, thanks to everybody who showed up for this past weekend Southside Summer Open. 600 putt-putters on an all-day bar crawl for charity. Benefiting class, community living, and support services down there on the south side and thanks to all the bars, all the volunteers, and everybody that made that such a super fun day of just Throwing down Bud Lights and uh, enjoying the a little butchery for a cause. Yeah, not as many uh, costumes this year. I only saw one team like costumed, but my favorite. Team, lots of shirts. I saw lots, lots of, of team shirts. Lots of team shirts. Not nobody really dressed up. My but. favorite, uh, still the Putt Pirates. Putt Pirates was a good one. I liked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I liked. <laughs> Young Ho Gung's drivers. Yeah, that was good too. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, thanks to everyone who made that such a great day. <laughs> and moving it to August seems to have worked. So we'll the probably, Pirates. Yeah. yeah. We'll keep it there. All right. Got anything? Got anything? Got anything? We're out of here. How do you follow Putt Pirates? You don't. That's why we're leaving. Mama Bear spoken. I'm <laughs> finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Mm-hmm.